Compared to a whole estate being evacuated, some residents still haven't been allowed to return to their homes. The hole opened in Oak Ridge Gardens back in February. Hightown Praetorian and Churches Housing Association says residents can return to their properties once the gas has been switched on next weekend. The government is inviting companies to bid for licences to extract oil and gas from huge areas of Britain using the controversial technique known as fracking. John Moylan reports. Around half of the area of the UK is being opened up for exploration, but there's expected to be particular interest in the north of England, which is thought to contain enough shale gas to power Britain for decades. While the government hopes the industry will generate jobs and reduce our dependency on imported gas, it will not be at any cost. The government is tightening the rules around drilling in national parks. The United Nations Security Council is meeting to call for an immediate and unconditional humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. It will adopt a statement using urging Israel and Hamas to try to achieve a durable halt to hostilities, which would allow the delivery of assistance to civilians caught up in the fighting. Teenagers in Harpenden say a skate park is becoming unsafe for them to use. The facility in Rothampstead Park has been painted by the council, but some of the equipment has not been repaired. These skaters told us about the problems with the ramps. This ramp's almost coming up, and when you're coming down it, the last thing you want to do is catch your front wheel on the bit that's coming up and then fall over. The hilarious thing is that they actually installed the ramp upside down. On to sport and in motor racing, there was victory for the Milton Keynes Red Bull team at the Hungarian Grand Prix with Daniel Ricciardo finishing ahead of Fernando Alonso. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton was third. At the Commonwealth Games, Hertfordshire cyclist Laura Trott took gold in the women's points race and in football, Milton Keynes Dons beat Nottingham Forest 1-0 at Stadium MK. The weather, sunshine and scattered thunderstorms today with a high of 23 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The town itself is it's absolutely beautiful. It's all about where you live. It's got history and it's uh, got modernism as well. And all this week we're featuring Harpenden. I find it a very friendly place, not threatening in any way. I like going to Harpenden, visiting my grandparents. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Fictional NIMBYs, dear listener. Fictional NIMBYs. I'm arguing with people on Twitter about NIMBYism in Ambridge. Now, for those of you who know where Ambridge is, it's in the theatre of the mind. You'll realise that arguing about Ambridge, a fictional village, and whether the residents there are NIMBYs or not, is the biggest waste of time ever! What? Kelly Betts, you don't have that track? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I've you looked, don't have I've, that... XTC? I've looked in our main system. The man who sailed around his soul? You don't have that? Nope. Oh, is, it, is it a really obscure B-side from no, like the no, early... Right, 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 right. 
If I wasn't so lazy, I'd go to my car. Is it in your car? No, then I would get into my car oh. and I would drive home. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is in my car. Shall I get it for you? Mm, is there anything in my car that Kelly Betts isn't allowed to see? Just don't go into the boot. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you hear, don't open the boot. Is that where Kath is? Yeah! Oh. Ooh. Come on, come on now, focus. It's probably not worth the hassle. Kelly Betts. You want another one, then? Uh, another song? Yeah, what have you got? What do you want? Oh. Have you got XTC, the man who sailed around his soul? <laughs> I have, but um, under a different name and sound. You like you very much. Have you got that? Yeah, I got that. There we go, we'll have that, then. Simple, simple as. Turns out doing radio's easy. Particularly if you're doing an overnight show on LBC and you steal other people's ideas. Yeah, I went there. Should probably start this show, shouldn't we, really, at some point. What do you reckon, Kels? Yeah, I think so. Producer Paul Scorn, should I start the show? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. It's Monday, and on Friday, it's August. How did that happen? It's a simple movement of time. It's calendars. It's calendars. Today, an MP reckons astrology... (laughs) Sorry. An MP reckons astrology... (laughs) So sorry. He reckons astrology should be used to help cure people and help the NHS. Nobody believes in that guff, do they? And we find out how some people from Hemel have been put up in hotels for five months... Because of a sinkhole. Do you want to apologise now? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't write months. Thank you. Oh, I've not heard this bit of the music before. This is like when you um, buy the single of a theme tune from a TV series and they put a bit in the middle to fill it out. I've not heard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steel ideas across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I like you very much. I think you're grand. Why, why, why is it that when I feel your touch? My head stop to be to be the band. Ay 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 ay, like you to hold me tight. You are too 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 divine. If you want to be in someone's arms tonight, just be sure the arms you're in are mine. Oh, I like your lips, and I like your eyes. You do like my hips? To whips not ties you with. See 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 the moon. Above, way, 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 way up in the blue. See, 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 senor, I think I fall in love. And when I fall, I think I fall for you. Ay, 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 ay. See, 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 see. Ay, 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 ay. Can see, see, see the two for me. Ay, 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 
Now, campaigners are calling for a disused quarry in Clotpill in Bedfordshire to be blocked off before another teenager drowns there. 16-year-old Connor McCall from Luton died after going swimming in the lake on Thursday. And on Friday, a 61-year-old man drowned after trying to retrieve a ball from the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley. His death means that three people have lost their lives in rivers and lakes in the three counties in the last week. Well, our reporter, Matt Lockwood, has been speaking to people who live near the quarry in Clophill. Danielle, how do you feel about what's happened? Uh, distraught. I don't want to imagine what the families are feeling. I'm a, I'm a mum myself and I've got a five-year-old little girl. And you just don't want to imagine this put a big, massive shock in the whole village. A young lad's died in a big massive lake there's cliffs there everything where they jump off there's a current in there it's not even that clean and uh, that's just, it's, it's that time now where it needs to be all blocked off because it could happen again we've told all the kids around the village do not go near there at all it should put a shock on them of what's actually happened but it's a shame it's a young lad and I don't want to imagine what his family are feeling. I mean, what do you want to see happen to this now? Do you think it should just be closed it be off? Closed off completely and basically wires round okay. it or something, CCTV cameras or anything, anyone seen near there, call the police or anything. It should be all blocked off completely, completely yeah. banished. Pauline, what, how do you feel about this? Oh, the, the very same, yeah. Um, my son goes there and every time he goes there, I used to worry. But he never used to listen to me. 15 by 16 now. But, um, no, this is put a big shock on the village. Uh, Definitely, we need to get it. We need to get it closed. It's just a tragic, very tragic young lad. Never knew how to swim properly. His friends trying to help him and obviously they take care of themselves as well. Trying to drag him, drag him out, and they couldn't. And next minute, you know, they, um, the little lad said that all he seen was him sink down to the bottom and bubbles come up to the water. See, that's what happened to Alsey. You'd have thought they'd have learnt. There's another one. There's another one. Yeah, Alsey. Yeah. yeah. The Blue Lagoon, there was a death with those three kids yeah. in that car. By something happening in a lake before, you think, why would you go in there? Because obviously something's happened. People should learn from that. But people don't seem to learn from it, do they? And regular teenagers yeah. ignore these messages exactly. that these areas are dangerous, but they still go in. Yeah. Well, hopefully this message gets across because it's in the whole in one week. There's five deaths with drowning. It's just getting ridiculous now. Something the government need to do something about it, and councils and everything. Everyone needs to get together and put a stop to this finally before anything else happens because it's tragic.
Them crazy Beatles. 6.15, let's get the travel news now. Here's James Wally. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. And we'll start on the A509 at Chichley. The A509 is closed between the A422 and the Newport Road after an accident that happened around 5.45 this morning. It likes to be closed all morning, we've told by Thames Valley Police. So the A509 at Chichley in Bucks closed for accident investigation works. Uh, motorway's looking OK at the moment. Can't see any problems on the cameras on the M1 uh, and the M25A1M. It looks to be OK. Heading down into London, the North Circular already queuing Clockhouse to Bounds Green Road. On the trains, no reported problems this morning. I'm James Woolley, BBC. Three Counters Radio. Thank you very much. 6.16, it's Monday the 28th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Bedfordshire Village are demanding something be done to stop children swimming where a teenage boy drowned last week. People evacuated from their homes near the Hemel sinkhole are expected to finally return five months later. And in sport, celebrations for the Milton Keynes Red Bull team after Daniel Ricciardo won the Hungarian fast car race. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they start introducing American-type sentencing like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's going to I lost that. By the way, it's great to have you on board as a producer. Hey, and, uh, it's great to be here. Well done there. Um, I lost that bit of paper that you printed out for me. Oh. Yeah. About Tradinic. 
David Tradinic, MP, had all the factoids yes, on. Yes, it did. Yes. So I, I was wondering. Yeah. Could you? Would you? Yeah. Dare you? Yeah, I do. Do you? I will do. Is it? I can't from this computer. I uh, had great fun this weekend, Kelly. What did you do? I taught my boys things. One thing is intellectual. Okay. One thing I did it to annoy my wife. <laughs> Which would you like to hear first? Um, the intellectual. I, um, my uh, eldest last night, who's four, was getting on my nerves. He, w- he wouldn't fall asleep. And I said, look, go, go and get in bed with your mum, because I've not eaten, and I'm going to order some food. Wait, isn't that the annoying thing for your wife? Yeah. Okay, no. they're both annoying. No, yes. He said, what food are you getting? I said, Chinese. What food? I said, sweet and sour. He went, what? Sweet and sour. Huh? Sweet and sour. Could you print a little bit quieter, please, mate? Well, I could print it upstairs and run upstairs and go and get it. Well, you, would you mind doing that? Well, it's done now. He said, he said, sweet and, I said, he said, what? Sweet and sour. He said, I don't, what, sweet and sour. I said, yeah, it's a paradox. Sorry? It's a paradox. I don't know what that means. Do you know what a paradox means, Kelly? No. Okay. It's when two opposites exist at the same time. Kind of like a contrast. She's saying paradox is kind of like a contrast. Is it? Um, yeah. It's a contrast. Okay. Something. something that okay. contrasts with okay. each other. Why have you sat down? <clears throat> wow. He's down left. That was weird. Uh, so, yeah. So, I, so he said, I don't, know what, I don't know what a paradox is. I said, it's when two opposites exist at the same time. Yeah. And he started laughing. He said, no, it's not. I said, yeah, it is. He said, no, it's not. He said, yeah, it is. He said, no, it's not. He said, yeah, it is. He said, explain it again. So, so you've, got, you've got hot, cold, north, south, uh, sweet, sour, boom, existing at the same time. He said, I don't understand what you're saying. He couldn't grasp the concept. He's four, and he could not grasp the concept of a paradox. Should have told him it was like a contrast. Should have done, actually. Fair play. Um, next time. Uh, anyway, he didn't believe me, and he went and said to his mum, what's a paradox? She said it's opposites. And he went, oh, I thought Dad was lying. Then we started talking <laughs> about oxymorons, and it got really confusing. The thing that annoyed my wife, though, and I did it because I knew it would annoy her, is um, he was with some of his mates. My two boys were with some of their mates. And I went, all right, boys, what's your beef? <laughs> 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 And they all went, what? I said, what's your beef? It's like the most bizarre question they'd ever been... They'd go, what? Boys, what's your beef? I, I don't... And fair play, my, my eldest son, this shows he's a genius, he said, my beef is ham? <laughs> <laughs> and then my youngest, who shows he's not a genius, went, my beef is Willie. And then it kind of got... And then it became my but maybe beef. that is his beef. That maybe his beef is Willie or Bum Bum or Farts, as it became later on uh-huh. uh, throughout the day. So that was... Um, that, but I was, it's, it's an annoying phrase, and they now know it now. So they're just going around all the time going, what's your beef? I've got an idea about kids. Yeah, go on. You know how they laugh at... Or they, they continually say words that they know are wrong? Yeah. Like willy and poo? Yeah. yeah. Um, if you laugh when they say something clever, yeah. they all say that a lot. Oh, that's good. Or if, yeah. yeah, if they say something really profound, and you say, no, no stop it. Stop it. The, the, uh, if, if a four-year-old says uh, life is ultimately futile and uh, there is no afterlife, we're only here to please ourselves and others and we should try and enjoy good music, good films, good art and um, love. Mm. If you laughed at that and then said, right, s- stop it. S- don't say that again. Stop it with a slight smirk on your face. Stop when it. You, yeah. Stop it. And then they're going to grow on to become a great philosopher. Exactly. She's got a good point there, Squins. Thanks. Oh, yeah. I've I've, I've got to play a record now, Paul. Do you want to introduce it? This is Culture Club. And And, um, with... Oh, for goodness sakes.
Tune, isn't it? Do you know what? Yesterday, I was chilling out listening to Colour by Numbers, the debut album. Hard to find on CD, but certainly well worth the effort whilst putting on a nice face pack. Glorious. Now, I saw this picture of you on Twitter of you. By the way, Scoins is trying to wipe snot from his uh, his shirt cuff. <laughs> oh. Have you done it? Yeah. Good lad. Uh, I, 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 I saw you with the face pack on at yeah. the weekend. Pourquoi? Pourquoi? Hmm. Hashtag fresh for much. No, that's French for why. Mm, lovely. Por- no, pourquoi? Why? Well, why not? Well, why? That's a ridiculous question. Why not? Well, OK, but OK, then why post a picture of you? Uh, because I was doing it for Paul Scoins, the producer, the new producer. I was saying, Paul, listen, it's Monday morning. I'm going to make an effort for you tomorrow. Um, let's do this thing together. Beautiful. And you do yeah. look beautiful. Thank you. So do you. Hey, now, listen, big story. Uh, the sinkhole, huge sinkhole opened up on an estate in Hemel Hempstead. It was ages ago. Mm. Residents in Oak Ridge Gardens said they'd been complaining about cracks and subsidence or subsidence for weeks before they were forced to leave their homes. It all happened on the 15th of February and we were there. I was shocked. <laughs> I couldn't believe it because it was so big, massive and I could see, actually see underneath the road when we're standing on the other side until the police access to move backwards. And looking at that damage, it's, it's a miracle that nobody was killed here. Yeah, it is. Because, I mean, I spoke to the guy in the f- number one who's outside and like he said he didn't even know what was happening until the police knocked and then you had to force open his door. Well, as the gentleman said there, Justin, it was so big, massive. Yeah. More than five months on from the appearance of the sinkhole, some residents have still not been allowed to move back into their properties. Justin, you've been following this story closely. Mm. Uh, the gas is going back on this week. Is that the latest? Yes, we believe so. All these months on. I mean, only a few people have actually moved back onto the estate. According to the Housing Association, uh, they say the gas will be back on by this weekend, so hopefully everyone can then return to their homes. When I was there yesterday, I was shocked because... It's just a building site. The, the road is still blocked off. The residents there, they're fed up, to be honest. I spoke to a couple of them. Here's what they had to say. Well, to be honest, it's been a bit of a nightmare. Um, obviously, you can see that there's the builders that are everywhere. You know, it's all cordoned off. Um, noise as well, where they've been doing the board drilling is quite noisy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, parking, we can't park on our driveway, so we're having to carry all our shopping. You know, we have to park miles down the road, carry our shopping miles up the road. 
Oh, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare, really. The gas. What are you being told about the situation here with the gas? Well, we got told that they were supposed to be here last weekend, um, but no-one showed up last weekend. Uh, someone come on Monday, um, messed about with a box out the front, didn't tell us what they were doing. Um, uh, then we've been told that it's going to be on this week at some point. So. OK, this week at some point, potentially yeah. into next weekend. Yeah, yeah. Do you believe that? No. I mean, to be honest, all their updates seem to be little information and then it changes, and then the next update will be, you know, it's carried on, keeps going and going, so mm. you don't get much, to be honest. I mean, just lastly, the gas is obviously hopefully going to come back this week after a very long time. The 15th of February this happened. Uh, the road closure here, yeah. uh, all of the fencing, all of the, the, the roadworks which are going on, the road's blocked, your driveway, you can't use that. Uh, what are you being told? When is this road going to reopen? Any information at all about that? Yeah, we got told that the road's actually going to be open in September. Um, apparently they've finished doing all the grouting now for our road but it's Wood Lane End that they're moving mm. on to now and that's September apparently. Still but, a long time isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very long time considering that side of the street's going to be moving back in and obviously that's double the cars on the main road less parking as it is. So. Well madam, first of all, when did you actually move back to your home? About three months ago. So how long were you in a hotel for? Three months. What was that like? Horrible, with two children mm. a newborn baby yeah, not nice. I mean, it looks here even worse than what it was on the 15th of February. It's just a building site, isn't it? It's is a building site. But, I mean, hopefully the gas goes back on next week, so mm. fingers crossed. I mean, that's what you're being told. Do you believe that? Well, they're coming to service the boiler next week, so we'll have to wait and see. But it's a nightmare. Justin, they don't sound happy, do they? Not happy at all. You can't blame them, Ian, because, you know, 15th of February, this was a big national story. Had the, uh, the, the Sky News and the BBC News helicopters above their homes. Everyone was talking about it. Then suddenly, uh, the big networks, they move away. And uh, these people, of course, all they want to do is get their lives back on track. This happened months ago. Hopefully this week, the gas will go back in uh, and their lives can return to, to some form of normality. Justin, thank you very much indeed. If you want to give us a call this morning, you can do it. But any Anything you want. It's an open door policy here. You can give us a call about anything. Uh, we'll be talking about. Oh, Justin. Yes, boss. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you, you're uh, you. Um, you believe that people have got special powers, and you believe yes. in ghosts, and you generally believe in all that that mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Are you a fan of astrology? Uh, do you know what? I- I'll be honest with you. Years ago, I did the early breakfast show, and I thought, do you know what? I'm going to be all cool here. I'm going to have a, a five minute slot every single morning on astrology. What? People must believe this stuff. We got more complaints about that wow. than anything else I've ever done at the radio. And station. you've done some pretty poor <laughs> broadcasting. In your time, haven't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Listen, I want to believe, I want to believe, but I don't, sadly. There's an MP, David Trudenick, who um, thinks that uh, we should incorporate astrology, the reading of the... I mean, who, who cares? <laughs> who cares where Uranus is, Justin? <laughs> Very true. How is that going to make you healthy? It's not going to make you healthy. He, he thinks we should rubbish. He thinks we should incorporate astrology into yeah. the NHS to save money. Justin, can you take it to the streets? Absolutely, boss. Cheers, my dears. If you want to give us a call on that, 08459 <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, starting at Chichley, the A509 is still closed between the A422 and the Newport Road. It's been closed since just before 5.45 after an accident, and we understand it's likely to be closed all morning. So, of course, that's affecting traffic between, uh, well, Milton Keynes and Olney. Moving on to the motorways, M25, heavy anti-clockwise at 20. We can see on camera that's approaching the King's Langley turn. No problems to report on the M1 and no reported delays for trains across the three counties. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Jane Killick. There are calls for a disused quarry in Clophill in Bedfordshire to be blocked off before another teenager drowns there. 16-year-old Connor McColl from Luton died after going swimming in the lake on Thursday. Five months after a sinkhole in Hemel Hempstead led to a whole estate being evacuated, some residents still haven't been allowed to return to their homes. The hole opened in Oatridge Gardens back in February. And energy companies are being invited to bid for licences to extract oil and gas from large areas of Britain using the controversial process known as fracking. The weather, some heavy and thundery showers, most likely this morning. On to sport and there was a victory for the Milton Keynes Red Bull team at the Hungarian Grand Prix with Daniel Ricciardo finishing ahead of Fernando Alonso. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton was third after starting in the pit lane and is now 11 points behind championship leader Nico Rosberg who was fourth. Ricciardo says it's even more satisfying than winning his Canadian Grand Prix. It honestly feels as good as the first. I think um, it sinks in a lot quicker, this one. So, like, crossing the line today, I knew I knew what was going on a bit more and uh, it's like I could enjoy it immediately. So uh, it, was, it was awesome. Hertfordshire cyclist Laura Trott added Commonwealth gold to her Olympic titles with victory in the women's points race in Glasgow. The 22-year-old won despite suffering with a kidney infection. I am so, so over the moon, to be honest. And you know what? It's right up there with the Olympics for me today into this and the disappointment I've had over the last two days and to pull it off at the end and I mean my dad actually came to watch he didn't even bother to come watch the Ivy so you know maybe they should come to more races. In football, Milton Keynes Dons beat Nottingham Forest 1-0 at Stadium MK yesterday in a testimonial match for skipper Dean Lewington. Ben Reeves scored the only goal in the first half. In cricket, England captain Alistair Cook scored 95 as England reached 247 for two on day one of the third test against India at Southampton. Meanwhile, in the minor counties championship, Bedfordshire were all out for 298 on day one of their match away to Norfolk. The home side will resume on 81 for one this morning. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Wait, what? Sorry, boss. Hang on. Yeah, what are you doing in there, mate? Kels? Mm. Why was he in there with you? He should be in here. Doing the papers with you, doing I know. The, doing, what, what's that all about? I don't know. Day one proper. Yeah. And it's a proper muff-up. Mm. That's him now. Is, Is he behind me? Behind should, you, should yeah. I turn around? If you want to see him or not, maybe do the paper paper review facing me. I can tell you what he says after he said it. I'd be able to hear it. Oh yeah, because he's in there. I'm going to turn around. Okay. Don't you take that personally, though. Okay. Bye. Morning. What's going on? Hi. Sorry. I was just getting you some audio of your uh, MP. He's not my MP. Well, it could be, if you moved somewhere else. David Tradinick, astrology-loving MP, seeks health answers in the stars. Is this guy nuts? I've just been listening to part of him. Which part? The mouth part. And is he nuts? Mm. A Conservative MP has spoken of his belief in astrology and his desire to incorporate it into medicine. David Tradinick said he'd spent 20 years studying astrology and healthcare and was convinced it could work. Mm. He says it's the oldest science. <laughs> it's not a science. He sits on the Commons Health and... He's the science. Health Committee. He's mm. a member of the Health Committee and the Science and Technology Committee. The Health Committee? 
and the Science and Technology Committee, and he wants to incorporate. He wants to make Russell Grant a doctor, and uh, Jonathan Kainer a surgeon, <laughs> and Mystic Meg. Uh, a GP? There's no logic in attacking something... Well done, thanks. thanks. ..that has a proven track record, he told the BBC. I mean, this is just nuts. Um, he said he'd been the subject of much ridicule for his beliefs over the years. I wonder why. But many of the sceptics who attacked him were bullies who'd never studied the subjects. Well, that, have you ever studied it properly, Ian? Like, studied it? I don't need to. I don't need to study. You've done a d- research paper on it. I've, I don't need to study Uranus, Paul. There's going to be plenty more where that came I from. I just really wish there wasn't. Um, to know that this is guff. I'm absolutely convinced, he says, that those who look at the map of the sky for the day that they were born and receive some professional guidance will find out a lot about themselves, and it will make their lives easier. Mm. I think it's something that people should be aware of as an option they have if they are confused about them. This is... No-one buys this guff, right? I don't think no one, Do you remember, Kelly, when I first started this show, you would make us read the stars after every show? Yeah. Do you remember you'd do that? Yeah. But you don't believe it, do you? That was just no. a bit of bant. I like to see sometimes if sometimes it would be right sometimes. It, and it wouldn't. Well, sometimes it would be right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it wouldn't be right, because it's just people saying things. What has... There's another one coming up. Oh. What has the position of Uranus in conjunction with Mars got to do with whether I'm feeling depressed or not? Apparently, according to uh, Mr. Tudinik, who I just listened to, and you can hear later, um, he said that uh, where the stars were when you were born has a very intimate uh, impact on your life Utter. and feelings. I wait four five nine four double five five double five. Can anybody phone up and defend this mythological nonsense? This mumble mumbo jumbo. I once heard someone say mumbo jumbo. Mm. So no, oh, it's a load of old mumbo jumbo about something, but they didn't know the phrase mumbo jumbo. So they said mumble jumble. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I keep daring myself to say mumble jumble, but then someone will think I'm that guy. It's a load of mumble jumble. <laughs> but now if you say it, you can refer people back to this moment. OK, right, so from now on... From th- now on, you say mumble jumble. What have you got in the paper, Scoins? Well, um, uh, when you go to a wedding, you often get a, a gift list these days or yep. you buy a present or so on, yep. and increasingly, apparently, people are saying, no, forget all that, forget that. Yep. Um, we just want the money. Mm. It's all about oh, the money. Yeah, all about the Benjamins. Give us the Benjamins. I, uh, my wife is half Greek, and there was talk at one point of having a Greek-style wedding, and I said, no, we will not have the Greek-style wedding. We cool. will have the proper, the proper wedding, the British wedding, the Christian wedding. Um, and then after the wedding, uh, my mother-in-law, the Greek one, said, you should have had, you got some nice presents, but you should have had the Greek wedding, because one of the traditions of the Greek wedding is they pin the money on the dress. And oh, yeah. you could probably have made um, about twenty, thirty thousand pounds 30000 <laughs> <laughs> I said, what? Uh, well, according, to <laughs> according to this study, it's 78% of people are asking for money yeah. rather than gifts. Yeah. That's cold, isn't it? Mind you, I did that. How much did you make? Uh, not not that much. No. Not, not worth getting married? Enough to go on holiday. Mm. Was it worth it? Well, we ended up getting delayed and my baggage got lost, so... So you probably shouldn't have married her then, is that what you're saying? It's a bit cold, mate, isn't it? A bit cold. It's your wife you're talking about that. Here's Rod Stewart. It's over. And it could be for you. Let's hope she's still asleep.
congregation sang We knelt and prayed As we stood before God On that beautiful day Church bells rang And the champagne flowed As our friends gathered around For the wedding photo But here we are Barely five years old And our whole world's falling apart All the plans we had together Up in smoke and gun forever Poisoned by the lawyer's letter It's over I don't want our kids to suffer Can we talk to one another You were once my wife Well, it's not um, very often we do this, but we have to uh, interrupt Rod Stewart and it's over there for some breaking news. Uh, Ian's just calling. Good morning, Ian. Hello, Ian. What would you? What's the breaking news, Ian? This music is absolute. And I'm going to heart. Whoa, 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 Ian, whoa, whoa hang on a whoa. second. Hang on, whoa, dude. Hold up, hold up. No, 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 no. If you go to heart, they play this song and it'll be followed by uh, Robbie Williams and Candy. That's how bad heart is. You need to redeem yourself. What's your next uh, right, I'm going to stop this song. It stopped. It's okay. Don't worry. We, we, we were debating whether we should stop that song. I don't know how it slipped through the filter. Um, hang, on, hang 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 on, it's the Who and Happy Jack. Is that better? No, 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 no. no. We oh. need something a bit more modern. Oh, flipping oh, heck. Um, some Gabba. <laughs> what? Um, what you do want you want? 30 seconds or I'm off to Nicky Campbell or Hart. Whoa, whoa. Dude, no, dude, dude, no. Hang on, we can do this. Stay there, 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 stay there. Um, I got it, 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 I got it. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. How about this? Yeah, that's good. UB40 and Chrissy Hines? Absolutely, I do. Thank you very much. No, Ian, before you go, you just failed the test. You're banned from listening to this show. Right. I hope you enjoy Heart. What the hell was that about? I mean, you know, we're not the biggest fans of Stuart, but anyone who picks UB40... Pick this. He picked that. It's so bland. He said he wanted something a bit more modern. (laughs) And by that, he meant some white reggae from 1984. 
<laughs> no, no, sorry, Ian. No, you, 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 you go, mate. You go wherever you want to go. Not welcome here. Not welcome here. Kelly, if he turns up again, mm-hmm. could you politely show him the door? Sure. Thank you. No, not welcome here. Off. Hope you enjoy Heart to all Nicky Campbell. No, I'm not having that. No. Not having that. I don't, yeah. I think that, and that goes for everyone. Not having that. Tea bags should brew in a cup or a mug for just 25 seconds, experts say. Mm. What experts are they? Mums? <laughs> Those aren't experts. <laughs> Tannins and cheaper tea leaves... Oh, t- oh. <laughs> I read leaves as in deposit. Tannin... Uh, well, it, no, I meant... No, I didn't... No, I read leaves as in deposit. T- to, to leave something. Yeah, and it's not. It's as in a leaf. Oh. Tannins in cheaper tea leaves overpower the cuppa if left any longer, claims professional food and drink taster Martin Isaac. Do they still have those? I thought they got rid of those in Roman times. Most Brits believe you have to leave the bag for three or four minutes, but Mr Isaac said the tiny tea particles used in bags were designed for rapid infusion. I suspect Mr Isaac is talking out of his own bag. <gasps> Utter rubbish. Um, apparently, the first two minutes of a brew are really just the colourings of the tea leaves. So you don't actually get the flavour until three minutes. There you go, you see, ladies and gentlemen. That's Paul Scoynes. Just some science. Oh, um, wait, for, well, we've got to go to travel. OK. Just give us a little tease <clears throat> of what we're going to come back to after the trav. How do you uh, greet someone? Do you shake their hands or do you do a fist bump? Do I do what? A fist bump. What? A fist bump. I do a French kiss. You know that. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 is queuing towards London between 4 and 3, High Wycombe down to Loudwater. Traffic was held for a short time to recover some debris from the carriageway. We can see on camera, so still queues London-bound on the M40. M25 anti-clockwise is slow-moving, really slow actually, 21 to 20 at Kings, down to Kings Langley, and usual delays already anti-clockwise, 17 to 16 towards the M40. A509 at Chichley closed for investigation work after an accident earlier on this morning. Closure points to the A42 and the Newport Road, and police tell us like to be closed all morning. Finally, no reported delays on the trains. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you very much. 6.46, it's uh, Monday the 28th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There are fears that more children could risk their lives swimming in a disused quarry in Bedfordshire where a teenager drowned last week. Some people still haven't moved back into their homes in Hemel Hempstead, where a sinkhole opened up in February. In the Commonwealth Games, Hertfordshire cyclist Laura Trott won gold for England. She had a kidney infection, didn't she, Scoins? Yes, she did. Only eaten porridge and drunken water, isn't it? Yeah. She still won. She still did. Shows you that cycling's dead easy. Here's the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's quite a dramatic start for some this morning, although don't seem to have got too many of the storms yet, but they are heading our way. Um, out towards actually parts of Hitchin, they're just kind of moving in as we speak. So we can expect some very heavy rain and also thunder, lightning and a gusty breeze. Now, this is going to continue on and off through the course of the morning. They're making their way from the east to west, so we should all get one at some point. Some places may even dodge them. That's where we're going to get our warmest temperature, but it is likely we are going to get at least one or two. 
and uh, the temperature is likely to get up to around 24 Celsius later on this afternoon. Now, the Met Office has issued a yellow weather warning. When this rain moves through, there's going to be a lot of it in a short space of time, and that could cause some localised flooding, particularly dangerous on roads. So it is something to watch out for when these, this rain comes in. There is going to be a lot. Now, overnight tonight, we're still going to have some of these uh, um, showers moving through, but eventually they'll go a little lighter and a little less frequent. Minimum temperature still fairly warm between 15 uh, 13 and 15 Celsius so in built up areas the warmer temperature is still quite uncomfortable but the wind will fall light and we could actually see one or two mist and fog patches develop it's an improvement tomorrow, some long sunny spells, perhaps a bit more cloud tomorrow afternoon but we're coming warm with a maximum temperature of 25 Celsius and that's your forecast Now, if you've missed any of my last 50 years in broadcasting... Hello, good evening and welcome. Caroline South, Tony Blackbird here with you. A few more days isn't going to make much difference. On Friday night, I celebrated my broadcasting milestone with the whole of the country. I can say with my hand on my heart that Tony Blackburn is one of my favourite of all time. And if you didn't hear any of it, or did hear it, and want to hear it again, it's all available online for you. I just love broadcasting, I love radio. 50 years of me being on your radio. Warmest congratulations on your 50th. Well done, keep going, you you must get on to the century. Available until Friday at bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio.
Come on, Dealey. Hey, boss, what a tune. What a tune. Tune on. Would you want? Oh, astrology. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, David just saying Trudinic. hello to somebody I know there. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, what? Just saying hello. Little wave. All right, mate, calm down. David Trudinic, you introduced this story, Scott. Let's see how that goes. Yeah, she might be filling for me when I take some time. So you, you go. You do it. <laughs> uh, well, the MP, David Trudinic, who also sits on the Health and Science Select Committee, which is one of those committees, backbench committees, that holds people like scientists to account, yep. is uh, championing the uh, cause of astrology and would like to see it introduced in some form into the NHS of some Okay, form. now do it again, but make it interesting. We haven't got time. <laughs> it's... Oh. It, Wow, okay, show me. Show me the way. Um, so, David Trudinic, MP, he's also on the Science and Technology Committee. Get this, Just. Mm, he mm. thinks that astrology should be on the NHS. What he a thinks crazy it'll guy. Health. That's crazy how you do a lot of energy. A bit more energy. Yeah. Energy, interest, <laughs> and if you wanted to, can I give you a tip? You could do a gag. What's your anus got to do with your health, Just? <laughs> Not a lot. You see, Not Scott, a lot, really. you see what I did there? It works. Yeah. It does work. You've so, been speaking to people. Well, I have, and um, you, you are going to hear a report after 7.30, but um, yeah. just to say, um, so far this morning, Ian, that uh, everyone on the streets is laughing at me. Nobody believes in this at all, yeah. uh, especially an MP, somebody in a, a position of power, yeah. people who uh, sh- should clearly respect somebody like that, um, people saying, this is absolute rubbish, I can't find anybody so far to defend star signs slash astrology. Well, there, there must be people mm. that buy into this. There, there I don't must think so. be. I don't think so. But seriously, I'm on the streets this morning. Yeah. I've been going for, what, ten minutes on this so far. Wow, Everyone gosh. is just laughing. Normally, all of my reports can be completed within ten minutes. So far, well, you can tell, nothing. Yeah. Try um, uh, Intercom Man. Intercom, man. He, no, he won't be interested in stars. Not interested in that. No, he won't be interested. All right, listen, we'll speak to you after half past seven about hey, it. Boss, I'll do my best. Thank you, mate. Cheers. You can tell his packages are done in under ten minutes, generally. He doesn't need any. Oh, Justin! Yes, boss? <laughs> <laughs> Scoins has got... We've got time for one of uh, Scoins' stories. He's got two, though. Yeah, go on. Give him, give him the headlines, Paul, and let Justin decide. The new treat for a pampered pooch, a doggy pram. That's story number one. And story number two? Yes. It's a cover-up. Young French women turn their back on going topless at the beach. And number two, please. Thank you very much indeed. Let's hear how, it, Paul. How did I guess? Yeah, yeah, I know. Predictable. Um, this is the story in The Times today from France, where uh, apparently topless sunbathing is being dismissed by younger uh, generation of French women as outdated and unhealthy. One of the... Uh, it's going to sound a bit seedy, so sorry about this. But um, you know, used to go on holiday to France quite a lot as a as a youngster, and um, that was something you noticed straight away when you went. I on the beach. hate the beach. Mm. I hate being dirty. I hate being wet. I hate being sandy. And also, I hate the fact that there are people displaying themselves on the beach. I don't want to see that stuff. Not not in a beach environ. Because I don't know where to look. I like to know where to look, and I don't know where to look in those situations. I don't. I think the topless, the topless thing, I think is very eighties. It's very dated. I don't want to see that. And they look. Let's be honest. They, they don't. They look unpleasant. 
Well, this is uh, this is also the, the sort of the view of a lot of French women now, and it seems that uh, they've changed their uh, views on it from the 70s and 80s. Generational shift, they say, uh, that uh, younger women are covering up, and um, Good. I think that's probably going to make everyone's life a bit more comfortable. Kate Bush fans, uh, this is a great headline, Bush, Rolf, Fury. <laughs> Kate Bush fans have called for her to wipe pedo Rolf Harris from her re-releases. Harris, 84, plays didgeridoo on 1982 single The Dreaming and guests on two tracks on the pop star's 2005 album Ariel. But one fan on a Kate Bush internet forum said, hang on a minute, they're getting stories from internet forums. <laughs> Have we really sunk that low that we are trawling through internet forums? The home of the deranged psychopath? The bitter and twisted loser who has never achieved anything? We're getting stories from lunatics who sit at home in their mum's bedrooms in their mum's pants? One fan on a Kate Bush internet forum said the tracks disgust me. Another said... They've been soiled. Talking about the tracks again. Mm. I did, that's in, it's insane they've gone to an internet... Guys, if you've never been to an internet forum, don't. It's a breeding ground for beeps and beeps. <laughs> it really is a horrible, vile... Pla- I had someone calling me a racist on an internet forum the other day. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's just vile. Um, Scott has sent me a tweet that I really can't read out. That's not helpful on any level whatsoever, Scott, at all. Um, and... Uh, um, <laughs> you do not win five pounds for that, no. Uh, and uh, finally, you, my hatred for e-cigarettes is is well known. Is, is well known. Yeah. E-cig blaze crisis. There's now a fire every three days. Fires caused by e-cigs and their charges are on the rise, with one every three days. A Sun investigation re- reveals. In the first three months of this year, twenty-five incidents linked to e-cigs were recorded by fire brigades. The true current figure is almost certainly high because almost half of fire crews do not bother recording e-cig incidents. Are you uh, a vapist? No. I hate them. I know someone in my family who is uh, a long-term smoker, though, who's just about to start using them. I just why, why not just give up smoking? Well, that's what I think. Just give up smoking. You see, they get all this smug. The vapists are very smug. Mm. Very self-assured, and they're quite unpleasant people. The amount of abuse abuse I've had on the online. Oh yeah, I've seen it. They're uh, they're passionately uh, they're passionately kind of defensive of it. They're, they're passionately defending their weakness and their addiction, and that's great. If, listen, if you're if you're a weak person, if you're addicted, that's fu- listen, that is fine. Don't take it out on me. You losers. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the bound M40 slow towards Junction 4 High Wycombe after a uh, uh, stoppage, a brief hold of all traffic to recover some debris, but it is still slow on camera. M1 slow now southbound on the speed sensors at Junction 12, approaching the Toddington exit, and the M25 anti clockwise 21 to 20, and then slow 17 to 16. At Chichley, the A509 is closed from the A422 to the Newport Road for accident investigation, where it likes to be closed all morning after the accident that happened earlier on this morning. And as for the A1M, that's okay. A1, though, busy into London already as you head from Stirling Corner down to Mill Hill Circus. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. James, thank you very much indeed. Coming up, we'll be talking more about astrology. Can we find someone this morning who believes in it? Maybe you've had a proper reading done or you're an astrologer. 08459 455 555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. 
seven o'clock, I'm Jane Killick. The headlines. Concerns in Bedfordshire that more children may try to swim where a teenager drowned. Some people in Hemel Hempstead still haven't returned to their sinkhole-affected homes and the next step to open more fracking sites in Britain. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are calls for a disused quarry in Clophill in Bedfordshire to be blocked off before another teenager drowns there. 16-year-old Connor McCole from Luton died after going swimming in the lake on Thursday. A mum who lives near the quarry, Danielle Ramage, says teenagers don't understand how dangerous it is. A young lad's died in a big massive lake. There's cliffs there, everything, where they jump off, there's a current in there. It's not even that clean. And uh, it's that time now where it needs to be all blocked off because it could happen again. Meanwhile, police have yet to name a 61-year-old man who died while trying to retrieve a ball from the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley on Friday evening. Five months after a sinkhole in Hemel Hempstead led to a whole estate being evacuated, some residents still haven't been allowed to return to their homes. The hole opened in Oak Ridge Gardens back in February. The gas is supposed to be switched on this weekend, but residents say they're still living in a building site. Well, to be honest, it's been a bit of a nightmare. Um, obviously, you can see that there's the builders are everywhere, you know, it's all cordoned off. Um, noise as well, where they've been doing the board drilling is quite noisy. Mm. Hopefully the gas goes back on next week, so mm. fingers crossed. Coming to service the boiler next week, so we'll have to wait and see. The government is inviting companies to bid for licences to extract oil and gas from huge areas of Britain using the controversial technique known as fracking. However, the drilling will be all but banned from national parks and other sensitive areas. Thousands of civil servants as passport offices are going on strike in dispute over pay and staff numbers. The Home Office has warned that the industrial action could jeopardise people's holidays. The United Nations Security Council has called for an immediate and unconditional humanitarian ceasefire in Gaza. The statement was adopted at a late-night meeting in New York as the conflict between Israel and the Palestinian militant group Hamas ended its third week. Teenagers in Hertfordshire say a skate park is becoming unsafe for them to use. The facility at Rothampstead Park in Harpenden has been painted by the council, but some of the equipment has not been repaired. These skaters told BBC Three Counties Radio about problems with the ramps. This ramp's almost coming up, and when you're coming down it, the last thing you want to do is catch your front wheel on the bit that's coming up and then fall over. The hilarious thing is that they actually installed the ramp upside down. In motor racing, there was victory for the Milton Keynes Red Bull team at the Hungarian Grand Prix, with Daniel Ricciardo finishing ahead of Fernando Alonso. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton was third. At the Commonwealth Games, Hertfordshire cyclist Dora Trott took gold in the women's points race, and in football, Milton Keynes Dons beat Nottingham Forest 1-0 at Stadium MK. The weather, sunshine and scattered thunderstorms, with a high of 23 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The first really rural community out of London as you go northwards. And all this week we're featuring Harpenden. It's just a really pleasant town with lovely commons. It's all about where you live. I say it's a great place to live. I say I'm very lucky to live here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning. Three minutes past seven. It's Monday, the 28th of July. And have you, if you're getting up as early as I am, sort of four or five o'clock, you'll have noticed it's getting lighter later. The days are shortening, my friends. Winter is nearly upon us. 
I love it. I've had enough of this heat. Can we have some rain and thunderstorms and some snow, please? August this week. Yeah, it's August on Friday. Coming up on the show, we find out how some people from Hemel have been put up in hotels for five months because of a sinkhole. Come on, there must be somebody listening to this who believes in astrology, that the stars can not only predict your future, they can also be used for your mental and physical well-being. There's one MP who's on the Science and Technology Committee. Science and Technology, I know! He wants astrology to be part of our health. Thinks it will take pressure off the NHS. Two points we can, two ways we can go on this. First one is, can we find somebody who believes in it? And secondly, when you hear your MPs talking about voodoo and witchcraft like this, how does it make you feel as a person? Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. The best way to do it, though, of course, is to give me a phone call. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I, I will play you a clip shortly of the MP who um, talks about uh, astrology. Do you think they should be allowed to, to kind of talk like that? He's talking mumble jumble, isn't he? Referring back to the first hour. It's nonsense. It's nonsense, isn't it? It's nonsense. And when you have an MP who is a member of the Science and Technology Committee, that kind of alarms me a bit. Should he be booted off? 08459 555. We'll, we'll, we'll play that clip in a little bit. We're trying to get hold of Mr. Tudinic, MP. Um, so hopefully before the end of the show we can ask him what on earth he's talking about. Now, campaigners are calling for a disused quarry in Clotpill in Bedfordshire to be blocked off before another teenager drowns there. 16-year-old Connor McCall from Luton died after going swimming in the lake on Thursday. And on Friday, a 61-year-old man drowned after trying to retrieve a ball from the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley. His death means that three people have lost their lives in rivers and lakes in the three counties in the last week. Well, our reporter, Matt Lockwood, has been speaking to people who live near the quarry in Clophill. Danielle, how do you feel about what's happened? Uh, distraught. I don't want to imagine what the families are feeling. I'm a, I'm a mum myself and I've got a five-year-old little girl and you just don't want to imagine this put a big, massive shock in the whole village. A young lad's died in a big massive lake there's cliffs there everything where they jump off there's a current in there it's not even that clean and uh, it's it's that time now where it needs to be all blocked off because it could happen again we've told all the kids around the village do not go near there at all it should put a shock on them of what's actually happened but it's a shame it's a young lad and don't want to imagine what his family are feeling. I mean, what do you want to see happen to this now? Do you think it should just be closed it be off? Closed off completely and basically wires round okay. it or something, CCTV cameras or anything, anyone seen near there, call the police or anything. It should be all blocked off completely, completely yeah. banished. Pauline, what, how do you feel about this? Oh, the, the very same, yeah. Um, my son goes there and every time he goes there, I used to worry. But he never used to listen to me. 15, by 16 now. But, um, no, this has put a big shock on the village. Uh, Definitely, we need to get it. We need to get it closed. 
just a tragic, very tragic young lad, never knew how to swim properly. His friends trying to help him and obviously take care of themselves as well, trying to drag him, drag him out, and they couldn't. And next minute, you know, they, um, the little lad said that all he seen was him sink down to the bottom and bubbles come up to the water. See, that's what happened at Alsey. You'd have thought that the Flint. There's another one. There's another one. Yeah, Alsey. Yeah. yeah. The Blue Lagoon, there was a death with those three kids yeah. in that car. By something happening in a lake before, you think, why would you go in there? Because obviously something's happened. People should learn from that. But people don't seem to learn from it, do they? And regular teenagers ignore these messages that these areas are dangerous, but they still go in. Well, hopefully this message gets across because it's in the whole in one week. There's five deaths with drowning. It's just getting ridiculous now. Something the government need to do something about it, and councils and everything. Everyone needs to get together and put a stop to this finally before anything else happens because it's tragic. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. You can go to the Facebook page, have your comments uh, on this show and others. Um, I'm looking at a picture of Professor Patel with Punjit and Judy G. It's an Asian Punch and Judy man. Uh, also reading some of your comments. Anthony, thank you for your kind words. Sheila, on the other hand, is not so keen. I, I like listening to the JVS programme, but absolutely loathe the Ian Lee one. It'll be good to have something more interesting to listen to in the early morning. From tomorrow, I shall wait till the JVS programme starts before I switch on the radio. I just wish Ian Lee would move on somewhere else. Well, I'm sorry to, uh, to say that's not happening here for another year. Just signing the contracts this week. Anyway, guys... I've just uh, put a call in to David Trachinic. Yep. Left a message on okay. his voicemail device. Ooh, doggy daddy. Now, have, you seen, have you seen Professor Patel and with Punjit and Judy G? I have, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good that, isn't it? It's an Asian Punch and Judy fella. Hmm. It's an interesting... Can I have permission to speak freely? Uh, can you speak within the boundaries of freedom? I hate <gasps> Punch and Judy. Yeah. I hate Punch and Judy. That's the way to do it! It's haunting. It's not haunting, it's boring. It's about spousal abuse. It's the most dysfunctional family I've seen since I watched the television series Bread. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, Okay, uh, but it, it, it's 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 horrible. I don't get it. It's horrible. It's basically, as you say, it's domestic violence. Yeah, I said that in front of children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I added to it. I'm just putting the um, astrology thing on Facebook now. What's the question you want me to go with it? I don't know. You asked me that an hour ago. Yeah, and you didn't answer me. Well, I thought you had an hour well, to think about it. Paul's the up. producer. Why don't you talk to him? Hey, Paul. Mm. What are you up to? Uh, well, I've just called. I'm debating whether or not to call Russell Grant. Have you got a spare sec? Yeah. I'd like to. Um, do you need me to check it? You could yeah. do. Oh, Can shit. you check that and then. You could do this off air, guys. The question is. Oh, flipping it. Out. Right. I'll, 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 don't worry. I'll save this. So, David Tredinick, Conservative MP, spoken, uh, spoken of his belief in astrology and his desire to incorporate it. So, what's the question? Oh, for goodness sakes. Into medicine. This is what you had to say. This is something that people can use, it's available. It's actually very cheap. And my job as a politician is to improve people's lives. This is one way people can do that. And I'm very happy to take the flack on this issue. I've studied it for 20 years. I've looked every year at how my chart, my own personal chart, 
is reflected in the planet's positions in the sky, and I can see a strong correlation. It's no good just comparing sun signs only. You don't, don't, don't just compare sun signs only. That would be crazy. You don't, that, that's where I've been going wrong. I've just been comparing sun signs only. Ah! It's the whole planetary system. Well, oh, for goodness sakes. It's nonsense. It's nonsense, isn't it? Isn't it? Or is it? i tell you why. The one thing that makes me think, well, maybe there's a little something in it. Right. Okay. The moon affects the tides, yeah? Well, yes, it's to do with the magnetism of the Earth and the moon, yeah. Right. If you've ever worked on a f- late-night phone-in show... <laughs> <laughs> on a Sorry? Oh, sorry, I know where you're going. On a full moon... You get nut jobs phone. You get more nutty lunar, lunar tick. Lunar, taken from the, the word lunar. Mm-hmm. Tick taken from under. You get more lunatics calling. You get more nut jobs calling in when it's a full moon. That's a fact. Animals go weird when there's a full moon. So maybe there is something in it. If animals go weird, which is a great TV series, by the way, and if uh, people phoning up late night phoning shows go even more weird during a full moon, then maybe it does have some... No, it can't. It can't, it can't, can't can it? The thing is, with the as- astrology, you know, your, your star signs in the papers and so on, they tell you stuff that's going to happen to you. So you're going to come into money or whatever. It's ridiculous. How can the moon or any of that space stuff have an influence <laughs> on... Space stuff. On, ..on your sort of fortunes? It's, it's crazy. What star sign, Paul? Pisces, the fish. Okay, Pisces, the fish. You're thinking faster and smarter than the people around you. Well, that's yeah, incorrect. That's probably taking the time to explain your plans can lead to share success. What they're basically saying is my two ways should be even longer. Love, mm-hmm. love feelings that have been simmering in secret are put into words that give you much to think about in a good way. You should check your scripts a bit closer. Oh my goodness sakes! The so way that's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I was reading Virgos. Oh, hey, you could read mine if you like. What yours, Leo? Okay. Yep, it's soon. Mars returns to your talent chart, giving you the pizzazz to make the most of your abilities. If you're single, meeting someone who makes you laugh more and worry less shows you've found love gold. Luck highlights north in an address. Where's Derby? North. (coughs) Is it? Yeah. I'm going there. I was reading Cancer. Oh. You see? It's just words. Mystic Why don't you read, actually, the one that we are? Okay, which one are you? Does it matter? Not really. I read ta- I'm going to read Taurus. <laughs> hey, I know a Taurus. Read that. OK. Dynamic Mars joins Saturn, the planet of serious intentions, in the part of your chart dealing with property and finances. Ooh. And one more push should get home plans moving. Knowing you're right for each other adds extra passion to a relationship. Oh, I'll let him know. That was Aries. <laughs> oh, I know an Aries as well. There you go. I'll just pass that on to my dad instead. OK, I'm going to read... This is mine, Gemini. Even if you have no plans to move, you could see an unusual house and just know you'll live there one day. Practical, <laughs> practical, and property properly costed ideas help you make progress at work. Single, a psychic friend's clever matchmaking pays dividends. Mm. That was Libra. <laughs> <laughs> it's all. Go- Listen, there must be someone out there listening to this who buys into this nonsense. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Maybe you're scared to call in. Also, when you hear your MPs to, um, uh, talking like that about utter, utter nonsense, does that not make you worry for the future of this country? 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A509 at Chichley in Buckinghamshire closed between the A42 and the Newport Road Junction for accident investigation work. We're told by the police it's likely to be closed for some time, that stretch of the A509. On the M40, queues London-bound still between junctions 5 and 4, mainly towards 4 High Wycombe, all because of a brief hold of all traffic earlier to recover some debris. I'm just looking on the M40 cameras at junction 3. Northbound is very slow. There's obviously been uh, there's a problem of some kind on the northbound M40 at 3 do keep us up to date, the weather conditions not helping matters, M1 southbound 12 to 11 queuing, Flitig down to Dunstable, we've seen on the cameras and sensors, M25 usual Monday morning delays anti-clockwise 21 to 20 and then 17 down to 16 slow towards the M40, southbound A1 at Black Cap, that's looking slow into the roadworks on the sensors, southbound A1M usual congestion 8 to 7 passing Stevenage and delays into London approaching Mill Hill Circus James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you very much It's Monday the 28th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in a Bedfordshire village are demanding something be done to stop children swimming where a teenage boy drowned last week. People evacuated from their homes near the Hemel sinkhole are expected to finally return five months later. And in sports, celebrations for the Milton Keynes Red Bull team after Daniel Ricciardo won the Hungarian Grand Prix. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The town itself, it's, it's absolutely beautiful. The first really rural community out of London as you go northwards. And all this week we're featuring Harpenden. There's a good community spirit. Everybody would dream to live here. Inviting everyone to where you live. Set in the countryside of North Hertfordshire. It's got history and it's uh, got modernism as well. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. I say it's a great place to live. I say I'm very lucky to live here. Wonderful, full of friendly people, real community spirit. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I like going to Harvard and visiting my grandparents. From BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. I have no cup. Thanks. Oh, excuse me. Now, sorry, getting our coffee orders in, that's what that's all about. I do apologise, I should be doing that off air. Very, very unprofessional of me. Now, do you remember when a huge sinkhole opened up uh, on an estate in Hemel Hempstead? Residents in Oak Ridge Gardens said they'd been complaining about cracks and subsidence for weeks before they were forced to leave their homes. Well, more than five months on from the appearance of the sinkhole, some residents have not been allowed to move back into their properties. One of them is a gentleman we've spoken to a few times on this show. Uh, following his story, it's David Ketley. He joins us again. Morning, David. Morning. So, are you still in a hotel? Yeah, I'm at the moment. Five months later, why have you not been allowed to move back? It's not It's not so much a case of allowed, it's more of a case of there's no gas. So, um, I didn't want an electric shower fitted. Um, didn't want to fill up baths and sinks with boiling, uh, with kettled water, I suppose. Um, so, no, uh, until next week, we had no gas. So when it, have you got a date for when the gas is being turned on? Uh, gas is being it's been reconnected for safety reasons. They have to do checks on appliances, which I think you know it's the best idea anyway. Yeah. 
Um, so that's supposed to be next Saturday and Sunday, but that is going to be for the people who are have moved back to the estate and have the electric showers are the first people to have it done. And then those who are in hotels are the second to have it done um, for cost reason. It's dragged on a bit, isn't it, this? You must be getting sick and tired of it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not so bad for me being when I live at a flat by myself. Um, there's a lot of other people who are in a much worse situation. However, yeah, it, it is frustrating. It's not healthy. You're eating cold food or takeaway every night. It's just, you know, it isn't good good in, um, good in any way. Really. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you, yeah, you, you're just a bloke on your own. And we have heard from families that have got kids and, and things like that. So that, that is a little bit uh, tougher. How have the Housing Association been uh, helping you? Um, I mean, it's got better in the last two months after a kind of a meeting where we said, you know, stop giving us best-case scenario, you need to give us worst-case scenario on dates. Um, they've been, they've, they have been better with their messages. They were sending messages out on a Friday evening, which was just ruining everyone's weekend, so they changed the dates. Um, I think they've learned a lot from it. Um, I still think they've got a lot to learn in terms of kind of PR um, and making things work with residents. Um, communication still isn't how it should be. Well, um, we've, we've, we've not been able to get them on the show today. We did ask to speak to the Hightown yeah. uh, Praetorian and Churches Housing Association. No one was available, David. They sent us a very, very long statement... Which basically, yeah, really long, which basically says 16 households are already living on the estate and once each individual gas supply is turned back on, those staying in hotels and living with friends and family can return to their homes. That's kind of it in yeah. a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you've been trying to sell your property, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, there's a few of us who had sold. Um, so, yeah, we, we were all in a very similar situation. There's about five of us. And is, how's that gone? Is it? You say you sold it. Has that, has that fallen through, or is that still going ahead? What's the situation? It fell through. Then um, one, one of the other gentlemen managed to find a cash buyer. He then decided not to take the cash buyer, and the cash buyer moved on to mine. So I was fortunate enough to go kind of take take that situation and turn it into a positive. Um, it's not at the value that it probably is market value because I've had to go on the value from seven months ago due to. The, the, the regulations that High Town Praetorian have to match, right. um, so I've probably lost money, but for me it's more of a case of getting away from a, from them as a, a, a as a housing association, just moving away from them. Wow, so, so you're just you're you, you you're just uh, keen to completely wash your hands of them? Yeah, yeah, I think I think the general feeling on the estate it, it, it is that, um, but that's that's through three years of issues really. Mm. David, listen, maybe we can have a little quick chat next week just to catch up and make sure the gas has been turned on. <laughs> yeah. Because, sure uh, you know, uh, <laughs> we've heard so many, it'll be done by this date, it'll be, and I'm sure they will do it this time, I'm sure they will, but let's just have a little, let's just um, keep chasing them a bit and make sure that they do, and we'll speak to you next week. All right, David, thank you very much indeed. The end is hopefully in sight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Picture Phil has emailed in to tell me that uh, he was born under Taurus the Bull. Thank you for that picture, Phil. I mean, that, that really adds a lot to the uh, to the conversation, doesn't it? Astrology. I mean, really? Does it does it do anything? No, it can't do. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give me a call, 
Dennis is in Dunstable. Morning, Dennis. Good morning. Astrology, a load of old guff, isn't it? I should, well, don't know, because you're a Gemini like I am. That means we're two-faced devils and we're facing different directions. Yeah, but, but I know loads of people that are two-faced that aren't Geminis. Yeah, but no matter what, yeah, no, fair enough, but in our case it's fine, because whatever they say, we can always say, oh, we look the other way. So we've got it coming and going, so don't bother about so it. So you know. use astrology when it suits your needs, and the rest you, you dismiss it as mumble-jumble? No, I don't, I don't use astrology. I'm just saying I happen to be born with, t- I'm supposed to be two-faced, fair enough. I can always say this is the best face. You don't like the other one to tell with you, you know. No, it's it's fanciful, fanciful. It's fanciful, isn't it, Dennis? Yeah, it is, yeah. It's fanciful. Mainly because I couldn't work it out anyway. No. But anyway, we're, we're, we're looking in the same direction then. Well, both directions. Yes, let's, let's, let's yeah, look both ways. Yeah. Anyway, yes. that big sinkhole that people keep diving in and dying... Yesterday, yes. they blasted down three great big towers, air towers. All that lovely rubble. Oh, those that we saw, yeah, the, uh, the water coolers yeah, getting well, blown up. I want Paul made me watch that this morning, several yeah, well, times. Fill the, fill the hole up with that. They could fill it up with not rubbish, rubbish. I'm talking about what? bricks and mortar. Holes. The hole's full up, mate. They filled the hole. Well, yeah, but it's full of water. What's full of water? The place where the kids are getting sw- they're swimming. Oh, no, you're talking about the, the quarry pit, not the yeah, sinkholes. I'm sorry. No, no, not the sinkholes, no. Right, OK, these are the, the quarry pit where there's been, uh, uh, yeah, a couple of lads have, have, have uh, died. I don't think this is easy to... F- I don't think they're easy just to fill up. I don't think you can just do that. I don't know, understand the physics of the situation, but I don't think you can just go and put um, some water cooler d- b- debris in there and fill it up. Why not? There's a lot of it. How well, deep is he? Well, the point is, the other thing is, yeah. weren't they going to make a massive aquarium in Bedford? I Bedford. believe that's still on the cards. Right, put, put a couple of sharks in there, that'll keep the kids in. OK, there we go, Dennis. I'm glad you're, you're taking a rather sensitive issue uh, as seriously as it needs to be uh, addressed. Incidentally, is there anything more exciting than watching uh, something get demolished? Yeah. Well, like what? OK, apart from that. You know what I'm talking about, don't you, Kels? Yeah, but sometimes that it can be someone getting demolished. Let's have a look at the front pages of the newspapers, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> they used to show it a lot in the 70s, didn't they? Fred did... Uh, Fred, what was his name? Dibner. Dibner. Yeah, I'm not talking about demolition, I'm talking... No, they used to show chimneys being blown up all the time, didn't they? In old, in old housing estates. If there was, I'm just saying, if there was a DVD of old um, uh, demolitions, I would probably buy it. I just think it's something quite majestic about seeing that something that big, in a controlled way, come down. People think the radio is a bit funny, mate. Not if they listen to the show this morning. <laughs> I'm old enough to have played in uh, bomb sites in London. Really. I think so. Are you sure? I remember I just saw it in a film. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure in the 70s there were still bomb sites around in London. Oh. Is the radio broken? <laughs> I've just been suddenly hit by... I've, I, I slept terribly last night. I've been hit by a wave, a, a WOE, a wave of exhaustion. Lucky for you, I've just given you some coffee. Yeah. Special coffee. And luckily for me, I've got some drugs in my... I haven't got any drugs. <laughs> Jeez, guys, come on. It's a flipping heck. 
Uh, the Daily Express. Two, the Daily Express have got the, the two of the most made-up stories in the world on the front page. OK, there's a surprise, huh? They're both about health. The Daily Express. Two-minute exercise will stop you ageing. Oh, it's a front-page story. Says Joe Willie. Joe Willie, health editor. I mean, really. Experts say short burst is key to staying young. No, they don't. No, they don't say that, Joe. A burst of two minutes exercise a week is the easy way to beat ageing, new research shows. British experts say a quick blast of activity staves off the ravages of time and makes for a fit and healthy old age. That is complete. Exercising for 60 seconds twice a week over a month helped physical fitness and lowered... Oh, Here we go. Lead researcher Dr John Babridge from Abertay University in Dundee doesn't exist. Two minutes is all you need. It's quick and easy. So that's one made-up health story on the front of the Express. Second one, Kathleen Turner. How copper insoles cured my arthritis. Oh, for crying out loud. Copper soles cured my agony. Hollywood star Kathleen Turner has described how 30-pound copper soles helped her defeat arthritis after the condition drove her to drink. Now 60, she's in really good, a really good place and her condition is under control thanks to new medication. Oh! Oh, right! New medication, constant exercise, as well as copper insoles. Um, mm, 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 mm. I wonder, I wonder if the exercise and the medication has slightly more to do with it than the copper insoles. Is it just a day of complete and utter lunacy? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the southbound M40, very heavy towards London this morning from south of Junction 5, Stoke and Church. Uh, five down to four, slow moving, queuing in places, mainly because of a brief holdable traffic to recover from debris. And then south of four, High Wycombe, down towards London, on and off, is fairly slow, uh, all the way down to the M25. Not helped by the very wet weather conditions, especially as you head down to the M25. Anti-clockwise M25, slow 21 to 20, then 17 Maple Cross to 16, usual Monday morning delays there. Uh, the A1 is Slow moving down towards the Black Cat roundabouts into the roadworks. Delays on the southbound A1M passing Stevenage, that's 8 to 7, of course. Oh, and the M1 still queues southbound 12 to 11, flitting to Dunstable. First Capital Connects, possible delays hitching to Stevenage this morning for around 10 minutes because of a uh, bridge strike earlier this morning. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, James. 7.30, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the news now. Here's Jane Killick. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. There are calls for a disused quarry in Clophill in Bedfordshire to be blocked off before another teenager drowns there. 16-year-old Connor McColl from Luton died after going swimming in the lake on Thursday. Five months after a sinkhole in Hemel Hempstead led to a whole estate being evacuated, some residents still haven't been allowed to return to their homes. The hole opened in Oak Ridge Gardens back in February. And energy companies are being invited to bid for licences to extract oil and gas from large areas of Britain using the controversial process known as fracking. The weather, some heavy and thundery showers, most likely this morning. 
On to sport, and there was victory for the Milton Keynes Red Bull team at the Hungarian Grand Prix, with Daniel Ricciardo finishing ahead of Fernando Alonso. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton was third after starting in the pit lane and is now 11 points behind championship leader Nico Rosberg, who was fourth. Ricciardo says the win was even more satisfying than Canada. It honestly feels as good as the first. I think um, it sinks in a lot quicker, this one. So, like, crossing the line today, I knew I knew what was going on a bit more and uh, it's like I could enjoy it immediately. So uh, it, was, it was awesome. Hertfordshire cyclist Laura Trott added Commonwealth gold to her Olympic titles with victory in the women's points race in Glasgow. The 22-year-old won despite suffering with a kidney infection. In football, Milton Keynes Dons beat Nottingham Forest 1-0 at Stadium MK yesterday. Ben Reeves scored the only goal in the first half. It was a testimonial match for skipper Dean Lewington, who agrees it was an important day. Yeah, um, three plays went really well and um, you know, it was a nice day. The team played well and we won and it was, uh, it was great, so you know, all in all it's been good. In cricket, England captain Alistair Cook scored 95 as England reached 247 for two on day one of the third test against India at Southampton. Meanwhile, in the minor counties championship, Bedfordshire were all out for 298 on day one of their match away to Norfolk. The home side will resume on 81 for one this morning. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right. Lots to talk about this morning. The main thing... There must be people listening to this who buy into astrology, the whole whole bunkum of it. And and, uh, I would put astrology up there with tarot cards. Nonsense. No, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of fun. The tarot cards, the Ouija board, the runes. You know what runes are? It's when you just toss stones. And you read the stones and it tells you what's going to... Divination, all of that stuff. Now, when I was younger, I kind of bought into all of that. I've grown up. I've grown up. 08459 555. Is there anybody that buys into this? The reason we're talking about it is David Tredinick, MP, Tory MP. who, uh, And I think it's important that we say he's a Tory MP because quite often uh, you would consider this to be kind of a liberal sort of attitude. Something from the left... Maybe. Uh, but this is, this is from a Tory where they're normally very scientific. He's a member of the Science and Technology Committee. He suggests that astrology should be introduced as part of the health service. 08459 555 is the telephone number if you wish to give us a call. Justin Dealey has been mm-hmm. out talking to people about this. You've been struggling this morning, uh, Just. Morning, boss. Big Dave. What are you talking about this morning? Years ago, I kind of believed for a second a bit like you, and then I woke up and I thought, reality? This stuff is not true, is it? Come on. When have you read your stars, Ian, and something has actually happened? Well, the, the argument against that would be uh, that the stars in the newspapers, they're kind of a generalised thing. And I, I, w- I would imagine, and we're going to talk uh, to an astrologer in a second, I would imagine, mm. and he'll let me up either way or not, yeah. that, 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 that serious astrologers kind of poo-poo the stars in the back of the newspaper because they're so vague. Yes. Ian, I've taken this to the streets for you this morning, yes, and um, I've taken it one step further. I've actually found somebody whose relationship was ended because of star signs. Absolutely true. I'm live on the streets. I've been asking the question, do you believe? Here's what people had to say. Mike, star signs. People who believe, you don't. But those people who do believe, what do you think about those people? They're mugs, aren't they? Why are they mugs, aren't they? Because uh, people live their lives by 
if the star sign says oh, they're going to come into money, then they believe they're going to come into money. If they don't come into money, then the star sign, oh, it's not right today, tomorrow it'll be right, the next day it'll be right. Living in a dream world. Okay, what's your star sign? I don't know. Oh, come on, I bet you do. I probably do, but then it, then it's almost like I believe. Come on, what's your star sign? I'm a Cancerian. You're a Cancerian? Okay, for Cancer today, it says that you'll find love and happiness on a bus. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, well, that's, that's not going to happen. I'm married, uh, but I am driving a bus, so... I don't believe in those things. Why don't you, Sean? Well, because it's God who determines what should happen in the world, but people trying to read the, the stars are not realistic to me. No. I mean, these people that are obsessed by them, and they, they, they read them every morning before they go to work, no, no, that they live their lives by them. No, no. What do you think about those people, John? I, they are just wasting their time. Depend on God, and God will plant it there for you. It's James. James, you have your newspaper in your hand. I presume that you've bought that because you want to read your star signs, correct? No. Oh. <laughs> you don't believe then? No, I don't. Do you know, do you know anybody who does? Ex-girlfriend about 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the reason why you split up? <laughs> yes. Ooh. Yeah, in the past, thanks. She, she lived her life by it. I was younger then, so obviously... Uh, you just get on with it, don't you? I mean, seriously, how many rows did this cause? She did, as I said, she was, yeah. you know, one of these people that's quite fanatical. I'm here with Joe. Joe, good morning. It's Monday. Do you believe in astrology? Do you believe in your star signs? Nah, not really. Just a load of bonkers, mate. I just happen to think what uh, people just get money for writing a load of dribble. OK, that's a fair point. I mean, what, what is your star sign? Scorpio. Scorpio. Um, I'll try this on you, because I have got your star sign here for today. Let's see if we can change your opinion. It says today that uh, wealth and millions could come via a yellow jacket. Is that ringing any bells with you? Nah, not really. I've got a yellow jacket on there, so does that mean I'm going to be a millionaire today, then? He had a yellow jacket on, did he? He did, yes. Yes. Well, we, we, I hope you got that guy's details, Justin. Yes. Just in case. Absolutely, boss. Justin, speak to you later on. Thank you very much indeed. 08459 455 555. Joined now by Roy Gillett, who's the president of the Astrological Association of Great Britain. Morning, Roy. Thanks for joining Hello. us. Well, am I right about the, the, the stars in the back of the newspapers, that, that serious astrologers take them to be a load of old nonsense? Yeah, well... I mean, I don't think I'd feel a lot different to the guys you've been talking to just now. Um, I mean, there is something in them, but what people try to read into them is certainly not what they should do. It's a, a kind of general advice about your sun sign, and the sun is a very important body in the sky, but it's only one teeny bit of your chart. So, you know, if you start making decisions like health and love and and money on the basis of that, then you're being very superficial. It's rather like a musician thinking all there is to music is a little child playing chopsticks on a piano when there's the whole of the sort of classical stuff and everything, you know. So, I mean, I, I always get a bit cross when I hear these conversations. We don't get much time talking about astrology on uh, the media, and every time we do, we go on about sun signs being silly, and sun signs are silly, so let's get on with a serious conversation about astrology. You know? well, well, how, okay, well, listen, we, we've got about um, six, seven minutes here, Roy, so we, we can okay. certainly have a little nudge at the serious side. So, so if sun signs are silly, what is the serious side of astrology? Well, what you're doing is looking at the relationship between the place on the planet where someone's born and everything that's going on in the heavens, the, all the planets. I mean, the Earth is moving through space. It, that, what it does is dependent on not just the sun, but also the moon and all the planets. If you took any
any of those bodies away, then probably the Earth wouldn't continue as we know it today and our lives wouldn't continue. So there obviously is some sort of subtle pressure uh, that affects us. So the different parts of the world, different things happen at different times. And because you're incredibly vulnerable when you come out of your mother's womb, the theory is that uh, you, you have an experience that sort of puts a print of disposition on you for the rest of your life. But, how, you know? but, but Roy, I don't understand how the position of Uranus is going to... Um... Uh, affect my life, you know, my career or my life or my love life okay. or my health or All anything right. like that. Just take Uranus out of the picture. Let's say it explodes and disappears tomorrow. Do you think the Earth will continue on its present path around the sun? I don't understand uh, the <laughs> geophysics. Probably not, I'm guessing. Yeah, but I mean, but how would that have an impact? But, but but how does its presence or lack thereof? Yes, it may affect the, the trajectory of the, of the Earth in space, yeah. but how does it affect... Me well, and my health. Look, we are made up almost considerably of water. As a majority of us is water, so we're very pliable. Um, uh, the um, Earth itself is not as solid as it seems to be to us, you know, because we're so sensitive in a way. We think the Earth is hard, but it's also very pliable. So it's the vibration, the disposition. If you drive along a road, for example, and the road's very bumpy and you've got children in the back, they start arguing with each other. If it's very smooth, they go to sleep. And that's the kind of idea we're talking about. And, you know, it's maybe to explain it physically more than through that kind of analogy is different in a short piece like this. But the point is that over thousands of years, people have looked at the heavens and seen a relationship between the cycles up there and what goes on on Earth. I mean, I got into astrology because I spent a lot of time in the Middle East in the 70s, and I watched the very clear sky. I watched the movement of the planets, particularly the moon and its relationship to the sun and some of the inner planets, and noticed how people's attitudes change from day to day. And so it's a practical experience. Well, I, I, I don't know if you're aware of what um, the uh, Tory MP David Trudenick has said. Yeah, I've actually seen a snippet of his speech yeah. in Parliament. He yeah. wants it. To, he wants astrology to be kind of used to help ease uh, pressure on the NHS. Yeah. He wants it to be incorporated in people's uh, uh, health and well-being. That's yeah. nonsense, isn't it, Roy? Well, it depends. You've got to understand what he's saying. He's not saying a that astrology should take the place of uh, what's going on. I mean, there is a way of knowing what a person's nature is and what they're likely to confront. Now, that's not the same as saying you're going to meet a tall dark stranger tomorrow or you're going to be rich tomorrow. It's certain dispositions or uh, sometimes it's a tense stage in life. It's a way of anticipating the pressures that are coming up. Now, if you could do that and you could see in advance where people are vulnerable to health problems, then that doesn't answer. That's not how you deal with a health problem. You deal with a health problem by going to a doctor and getting the right sort of treatment but if you know it's coming up in advance then you can actually cope with it in advance and if you if it if you know that you have to have treatment then you the, the actual progress of the treatment can sometimes be clearer to understand now i have at least one example a very close example in my life of two people who entered hospital the same day with the same disease and one of them was an 18 year old and the other person was a a woman of about uh, 50 and the woman was not just following astrology she took the normal conventional national health service medicine but she used astrology to monitor the timing and how long it would take etc and she lived and the young boy died now now, you you can't say that he died because he didn't follow astrology 
Sorry? You can't say that that fella died because he didn't follow astrology. No, it could uh, be any number of reasons. Uh, but it could be that the... No, I know. You can't say no. anything. And but this is the thing... Say, you, you see, your chat, your, the interviews you had on the radio, yeah. um, you, you know, they were saying always oh, a lot of nonsense, this happened, that happened, and so on such happened. You can't say it doesn't have an influence. You, Ooh, you, you can. Know, and my experience is not just that one experience. Many experiences... Right, two questions. We are yeah. running out of time. I hope you feel you've had a fair crack of the week. We've got another two minutes. Well, just about. Go uh, on. Good, good lad. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the, the, first of all, there's there's no if this if this were based on fact, if this actually worked, why are there no scientific studies? Why is there no empirical evidence to prove what you're saying? Well, there, that's if you give me another half hour, oh, I could explain the the, the the argument about that. The bottom line is there are a lot of very interesting people who ought to know better out there who are doing their best to persuade people. It's only sun sign astrology and are misrepresenting the research that he's done. There's even a uh, um, Wikipedia as a big well, campaign on Wikipedia well. to stop people learning astrology. Hang on a minute, Roy. Wikipedia is the ma- the home of the made up facts. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. <laughs> Final question, right? Yeah. If 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 the impact is on when and where you were born. How come, uh, if you go to a maternity ward, there could be 50 kids that have been born on the same day in the same location. Yeah. How come they're, they're, they're not affected in the same way by health and, and lifestyle? Well, you've got to define what you mean by affected in the same way. But there's a lovely example from an old example is that when, so I think it's Edward VII, the day he was born, somebody was born just outside the gates of Windsor uh, Palace. Um, and on the day that with the seventh horse won the derby the uh, the costermongers uh, uh, won the donkey derby and they both got married the same day now that's very There's anecdotal proof. but it, 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 although one was very rich and lived uh, one life and one lived a different another life so you know there are similarities but we need to have longer to discuss it properly uh, well, Roy listen I appreciate your time this morning I, uh, we, I think you've had eight minutes which is, is, is pretty good going for a guest on this show I know we got you a lo- uh, short notice so thank you very much uh, indeed, that's Roy Gillett there, who is the president of the Astrological Association of Great Britain. Well, you've heard his evidence that uh, there was a king and a poor man born on the same day and the king's horse won a race and the poor man uh, won a donkey derby. Does that evidence convince you? 08459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Just getting word of a vehicle on fire on the northbound M1 between 14 and 15. One of the three lanes reportedly closed on the northbound M1 from Milton Keynes up to the Northampton exit. Onto the M40 queue southbound towards London from Junction 5, Stoke and Church in patches all the way down to the M25 because of an early brief hold of traffic near High Wycombe and also the weather conditions not helping matters. So uh, slow all the way down in patches to the M25. Anti-clockwise M25 well that's slow towards Junction 25 and then usual Monday morning delays uh, from 17 down towards 16 the A509 at Chichley that's closed with accident investigation works underway between the A422 and the Newport Road all just because of the accident that happened earlier on this morning A1 by the way southbound of Black Hat is slow usual congestion into London approaching Mill Hill Circus and First Capital Connects say possible delays hitch into Snevelage as a, a bridge was hit by a vehicle earlier on this morning James Worley BBC Three Counters Radio Thank you, James. 7.47, stay tuned. There will be a cycling joke within this news bulletin. 7.47, it is Monday, the 28th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
There are fears that more children could risk their lives swimming in a disused quarry in Bedfordshire where a teenager drowned last week. Some people still haven't moved back into their homes in Hemel Hempstead where a sinkhole opened up in February. And <clears throat> in the Commonwealth Games, Hertfordshire cyclist Laura Trott won gold for England on just porridge and water. I thought she'd been better off on a bicycle. Ha. <laughs> 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 Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It's a rather dramatic start to the new working week. We have one or two very heavy storms, including thunder, lightning, perhaps some hail uh, mixed in there as well. Uh, they're moving across towards parts of Buckinghamshire at the moment. For the rest of us, they seem to have uh, escaped to a certain extent. Up towards Letchworth Garden City, though, we have one or two just moving in from the west. So these thunderstorms are going to come and go through the course of the day. There is a lot of rain in them. A lot of rain in short space of time could cause some localised flash flooding. Uh, the Met Office has issued a yellow weather warning for these storms, so uh, it is likely to cause a bit of a problem if you are caught out in one. But they will eventually die out towards this evening and overnight, becoming lighter and less frequent. The maximum temperature later on still warm, 24 Celsius. Overnight, we're getting down to around 13 Celsius in uh, the more rural locations. Built-up areas a little bit warmer, so a little bit more sticky, perhaps still quite uncomfortable. But as the wind falls light, those showers die out overnight. We will get one or two mist and fog patches developed, but that will clear tomorrow morning. Long sunny spells, perhaps a bit more cloud tomorrow afternoon, but becoming warm again with a maximum of 25 Celsius. That's 77 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Thank you very much. Every weekday morning. My show's called The JVS Show. Nine o'clock in the morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jonathan Vernon-Smith. I deal with the consumer problems that affect people all over beds, hearts and bucks. And I said, well, I didn't come all this way to be looking at a broken down hotel. Those companies, those councils, those organisations that are letting people down. This guy turned around and said to me that they're not prepared to pay me and I said, so you're forcing me to take action. And he said, good luck and put the phone down on me. I get my teeth into them. Oh, Jonathan, I'll start crying soon. We don't know what to do. Deal with them and hopefully get results for you, the consumers. And it got so convoluted, I thought there's only one person who thought this out. The JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ben's on the... Uh, no, Ben, sorry, we'll come to you in a second. You're, I do apologise, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Ben's our guest talking about skate parks. Simon's in Oxford. Morning, Simon. Hello. Simon, what have you got for us? Um, I'm wondering what... The, uh, I don't understand what the guy was saying, because he was basically saying that you can, uh, you can gain an insight into personal problems, but I don't understand how... Are you, sp- are you speaking about Roy Gillett, who we just spoke to, the president of the Astrological Association? Yes. OK, yes. I don't get it, um, because I mean, I suffer from depression and anxiety, and I see people probably, well, I get to see them maybe once every six months for about six weeks, that's it, time is that, after time after time. Is that, uh, you're a Gemini, aren't you? No, I'm a Leo. Oh, I, was to, I was trying to be cool there and uh, <laughs> predict it. So, so sorry, so you, your, your confusion lies where, Simon? Uh, my confusion lies with how you can gain personal insight from looking at the moon and the stars and how that can tell you about insight into personal problems and it still be scientifically sound. I, I don't know how that works at all. Well, I know, and when I ask, whenever I ask an astrologer for scientific empirical evidence, they, they, tell me, they give me anecdotal evidence and don't seem to quite recognise uh, the difference between the two. Yeah. Well, you can probably say the same for a lot of psychologists, though, to be frank. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, do you, know, well, do you know what? This is interesting, Simon, because I don't think psychology is a science. I, I would class psychology as an art. Yeah. I, in in I, that it's open to interpretation, and yeah. y- y- I, I, do, I think it's more artistic than scientific, and I'm yeah. happy with that. Uh, I'm kind of unhappy because I think it just, could be just as damaging as uh, astrology in that it's, it's based around somebody's individual yeah. perceptual framework projected onto you. Yeah. When they get it wrong, it's re-traumatising. And, you know, you kind of want... There's a thing called psychos, a, a psychoneurology now. Oh, go on. And it's about three of these guys in the whole of the nation, and they actually wrap up um, psychology and depression, all these things up, with neurological research, or the latest neurological research, and they wrap the treatment around that. That would be more scientific than... See, than I think that depression, and I suffer from depression, I think that depression is a mixture of... Um, uh, the, the, a physical uh, defect in your brain, uh, your your history, your childhood, what's going on in your. I think it's it's. It, I don't think for the majority of people, for me, I don't think for me it is simply one thing that's gone wrong. I that's think right. it's lots of different things combined. Yeah, and I think I think also in your formative years, if you go through something bad in your youth, your yeah. brain wires in a bad way. Yeah. You get lost in that wiring, whether you want to or not. And even when you have recovered psychologically from the problem, you've still got the imprint of depression, whether you like it or not. So how are you dealing with your depression now, Simon? Uh, badly. <laughs> oh, blimey. Why? Uh, What's, wh- wh- where are you today, for example? Um, I'd say out of a, a Beck inventory thing, five to ten, I'd say I'm about five. Right. Uh, zero being the lowest, ten being the highest. I'm midway. Okay. Uh, I can cook at the moment. I can clean myself. You know, that's a good thing. You made a phone call, which is, <laughs> is, is, is no, which is which is is you know is is not isolating, which would I think would put you slightly lower down the scale. Yeah, totally. And that's one of the biggest difficult things is you don't if you uh, become isolated from depression, you do become fallible and you do start falling for these kinds of things as yeah. well, because you want to look for an, a reason outside of yourself. And the more you look for a reason outside of yourself, you don't look inward enough, no. and you, you, you fall for astrology and all these sort of things. And that's what I worry about, is these sort of uh, um, delicate... That the, the vulnerable people might vulnerable. look at it as, a, as an easy cure, and, and, and it may actually make them slightly worse. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Simon, keep in touch. Best of luck. Thank you, mate. Yeah, thanks very much. Best of luck with that. Uh, it's a tough one, that. It's a tough one. Um, oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Now this week, Harpenden is the home of the big tour, and teenagers there say a skate park is becoming unsafe for them to use. The facility in Rothamsted Park. Am I saying Rothamsted right, Paul? Would you say Rothamsted? Rothamsted. I think so. Yeah, well, well, that's what I said. Has been painted by the council, but some of the equipment has not been repaired. Well, we can speak now to skater Ben Clark. Morning, Ben. Hi. Uh, ben, what are the problems? Um. Well, some of the, it. What well, from what I know, the skate park was built around 2001, and ever since then, um, it's only really been painted. Um, so none of the ramps have been fixed, and some of them are becoming broken, and some even unsafe. So well, it, unsafe in what way? Um, well, there's a thing called a grind box, oh. um, which we ride up to and then slide along, and. Um, that used to be really smooth, and you wouldn't have to put wax on it to make it smoother. Yeah. But because it's got loads of dents in it, yeah. and it's becoming really bumpy, then we're going to have to put loads of wax on it. Right. And it makes it more slippery, and people are hurting themselves going on that. 
Okay, so you've got a bumpy grind box. Are, yeah. there, are there any other things? Because I always imagine that these places need to be quite smooth. Are there nails or anything sticking up like that? Um, it's, there's not nails, but yeah. um, in some of the ramps there's loads of big dents. So when you're when you're riding on it, it's yeah. smooth and you're catching. Aren't, aren't skate parks, Ben, supposed to be a little bit dangerous? Isn't there supposed to be an element of risk there? Yeah, there's supposed to be an element of risk when you're doing the tricks, but not when you're just riding around and not... The ramps aren't meant to be... No. Like, proper, proper dangerous. Has has anybody hurt themselves? Um, well, people hurt themselves at the skate park all the time. But have they hurt uh, themselves because of the, 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 the damage to the park that's not been fixed? I think, luckily enough, nobody has hurt themselves. But I think it will get worse and people will end up hurting themselves. <laughs> Well, Ben, stay there, because we're joined uh, by Councillor Daniel Chichester-Miles, the portfolio holder responsible for environment at St Albans District and City Council. That's a long title, Daniel. <laughs> uh, Daniel, are you, are you aware of the, the problems in the skate park? Yes, I was told uh, just uh, last week, actually, of specific complaints that Ben and other young people have made. I'm actually also the ward councillor from Rothamsted. Your pronunciation was perfect. Thank well. you very much. Um, and I've actually visited before when young people have got in touch with me about uh, repaint work need, uh, needing doing and also adjustments to the um, coping, I believe it's called. And I used yeah. to use the skate park myself oh. <laughs> many moons oh, ago. Oh, hey, hang on. Did you uh, grinding a few ollies, were you? Uh, no, I wasn't that good. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> it mainly involved a, a, a few timid drops into the half pipe. But um, what I would say is that I'm very happy to meet up with um, Ben and bring officers from the district council with me. We do have money in the budget, and we're aware of complaints, so I'm told. Um, but I would like to actually speed that up if we've got things that are potentially, uh, you know, make it more dangerous than it needs to be. I'm happy to meet with uh, Ben and the other users of the skate park on site. Uh, at a time they're choosing. So and they you, can do you, point out. Do you, Daniel, do you think you'd be able to smooth down um, Ben's grind box? Um, what, personally? Well, uh, I if don't... I was shown how to, possibly. <laughs> sure you could. Is there, there's always a danger with these things, uh, uh, Daniel, I think, that if, if, if it requires significant amounts of work uh, and you haven't got the budget for it, I guess there's a danger it could be closed down if it's not safe. Um, I don't believe, from what I understand and from... Uh, being familiar with the site, I don't believe that anything that we need, would need to do up there would involve, you know, would be so expensive we'd need to close it down. But what I would say is that, um, you know, as, as Ben says, people, there is an element of risk which sort of makes it enjoyable. And I think it's actually making people aware that uh, they use these sites. Um, you know, we should make sure that you, they are safe to use for what they're meant to be for. Yeah. Um, but also that people realise they're sort of not a playground. But things like the grind box, it shouldn't be bumpy. But getting that, getting things like the coping, which is the sort of pipe work on the edge of something replaced, yeah. um, that shouldn't necessarily be a problem. Hey, Ben, the councillor's going to come down and check it out for you. Awesome. That sounds great. That's I'm not bad, is it? That. That's awesome, yeah. Daniel, you're awesome. I bet you've not been called that for a while. <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> not. Not on the radio, not for one. You are very awesome, Daniel. Listen, and, and maybe Ben will let you borrow your skateboard and you can uh, you can show him a few moves. I was more of a BMX guy myself. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh, I know I, what you I, mean. I'll, I'll, I'll dig it out of the garage. Uh, Daniel, <laughs> Ben, listen, stay on the line. We will put you two in touch. Uh, Paul Scoins, if you can sort of get those two gentlemen in touch with each other. There we go. Excellent stuff. What is going on with councillors? 
I do, listen, again, we salute you, Councillor Daniel Chichester-Miles. When, when, when councillors come on and say, all right, yeah, well, we'll go down there and have a look. We had that last week, didn't we? Do you remember with the roundabout? Is there a change? Is there a, 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 a change in the breeze when it comes to local politics and local councils? Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, ben Clark and Councillor Daniel Chichester-Miles, thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A509 at Chichley is closed in both directions between the A42 and the Newport Road. It's all because of an accident that happened earlier on this morning. Uh, investigation work continues. That closure likes to be in for some time. Southbound M40 slow moving and queues in places from uh, 5 down to the M25. Not helped by a brief hold of traffic near to Junction 4 High Wycombe earlier, as well as the weather conditions. Anti-clockwise M25 slow 21 to 19 18 to 16 is queuing. That's Chorleywood to the M40. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you very very much. Again, I'm speechless. Another councillor saying, well, we're going to have a look. We've got a few quid. We'll see what we can do. Is there a little change in local politics? Wouldn't that be exciting? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Here's the news. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock. I'm Jane Killick. The headlines. Concerns in Bedfordshire that more children may try to swim where a teenager drowned. Some people in Hamel Hempstead still haven't returned to their sinkhole-affected homes and the next step to open more fracking sites in Britain. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are calls for a disused quarry in Clophill in Bedfordshire to be blocked off before another teenager drowns there. 16-year-old Connor McColl from Luton died after going swimming in the lake on Thursday. A mum who lives near the quarry, Danielle Ramage, says teenagers don't understand how dangerous it is. A young lad's died in a big massive lake there's cliffs there everything where they jump off there's a current in there it's not even that clean and uh, that's just, it's, it's that time now where it needs to be all blocked off because it could happen again five months after a sinkhole in hemel Hempstead led to a whole estate being evacuated some residents still haven't been allowed to return to their homes the hole opened in oatridge gardens back in february the gas is supposed to be switched on this weekend but residents say they're still living in a building site well, to be honest, it's been a bit of a nightmare. Um, obviously, you can see that there's the builders that are everywhere, you know, it's all cordoned off. Um, noise as well, where they've been doing the board drilling is quite noisy. Mm. Hopefully the gas goes back on next week, so mm. fingers crossed. Coming to service the boiler next week, so we'll have to wait and see. Energy companies are being invited to bid for licences to explore for oil and gas across large areas of Britain using the controversial process known as fracking. Applications to drill in national parks and other environmentally sensitive areas are unlikely to be approved. Critics fear water supplies could be affected. That's denied by the Energy Minister, Matthew Hancock. They are protected by the very strong health and safety regulations around drilling the wells themselves. They are, in fact, stronger than in many of the states, for instance, in the United States, in order precisely to protect local water supplies. Thousands of civil servants at passport offices are going on strike in a dispute over pay and staff shortages. They say a staffing crisis has led to a serious backlog in processing applications this year. Teenagers in Hertfordshire say a skate park is becoming unsafe for them to use. The facility at Rothhampstead Park in Harpenden has been painted by the council, but some of the equipment has not been repaired. These skaters told BBC Three Counties Radio about problems with the ramps. 
this ramp's almost coming up and when you're coming down it the last thing you want to do is catch your front wheel on the bit that's coming up and then fall over. The hilarious thing is that they actually installed the ramp upside down. In motor racing, there was victory for the Milton Keynes Red Bull team at the Hungarian Grand Prix, with Daniel Ricciardo finishing ahead of Fernando Alonso. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton was third. At the Commonwealth Games, Hertfordshire cyclist Laura Trott took gold in the women's points race. In football, Milton Keynes Dons beat Nottingham Forest 1-0 at Stadium MK. The weather, some bright or sunny intervals with showers, some of them heavy and thundery this morning. Temperatures up to 24 Celsius. And get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. There's a good community spirit. It's quite a big town, so it's not like a little village. It's all about where you live. Wonderful, full of friendly people, real community spirit. And all this week, we're featuring Harpenden. I don't think there's any particular part that I really dislike. Harpenden is a really friendly community and town. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Honestly, if we keep getting counsellors like the gentleman we spoke to at 10 to 8 and the one we spoke to last week about the roundabout, well, I'm going to be out of a job. There'll be nothing for me to do. Counsellors respond to criticism and complaint by saying, yeah, I'll go down and have a look, see what we can do. I... There's nothing. We'll be out of jobs, Scoins. I know. What are we going to do? We need them to be more disingenuous. We need them to be disinterested, disingenuous and dis, 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 disgusting. That's what we need. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Lots to talk about this morning. We'll get more on the uh, the Clophill, uh, the uh, disused quarry in Clophill. And also astrology, astrology, you know it. Yes, astrology. It's bunkum, isn't it? Isn't it? There's a Tory MP saying it should be incorporated in, as part of the National Health Service. We spoke to somebody who's head of the Astrological Society. Is there anybody listening, though, who actually believes it in 2014 that the position of the stars and the planets can have an impact on your life? So far, no one on Facebook is agreeing. Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Best way to get in touch, though, of course, is to give me a call. 08 459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. are calling for a disused quarry in Clophill in Bedfordshire to be blocked off before another teenager drowns there. 16-year-old Connor McCall from Luton died after going swimming in the lake on Thursday. And on Friday, a 61-year-old man drowned after trying to retrieve a ball from the Blue Lagoon in Bletchley. His death means that three people have lost their lives in rivers and lakes in the three counties in the last week. We can speak now to Danielle Ramage, who's a mum and lives near the disused, disused quarry. Morning, Danielle. Morning. Danielle, how has Connor's death affected the village? Uh, it's put a big, massive strain on the whole village. Um, the whole village, when on the day it happened, um, how the whole village come together, because obviously it's a big, massive shock. Nothing like this has ever happened in this village. This village has been very quiet, to be honest with you. 
Describe, for those who don't know, describe the area around the lake for us. Is it, is it fenced off? What is it like? Um, well, basically, you walk down um, Clop Hill, a big, massive high street, and you've got to um, basically walk down um, from the top of the village all the way down, and then it's in the middle of, like, a house, a big, massive house um, opposite each other and stuff. So right. you won't know it's there completely at all. Um, on the left-hand side, you've got a small, narrow um, lane saying public footpath. For, for an actual young person or anything to walk through, you've got to walk through sidewards. It's actually private land. Mm. And I'm, I'm guessing that somewhere... I'm, tr- I'm trying to think back to when I was a kid. I'm guessing that somewhere like this is, is, is popular with teenagers. Um, yeah, especially when it's hot weather and stuff, because obviously there's a big, massive cliff in the middle and there's actually a lake surrounding the whole entire lake and the whole entire cliff, basically. And the thing is, when you're that age, you're immortal. Nothing can happen to you. Bad things happen to other people. So I would imagine that, that these young people are, are unaware of the dangers. Um, yeah, certainly they are. Obviously, they think, oh, yeah, that won't happen to me. No, no, that won't happen to me. But you never know. You don't know what's going to happen in life. What do you think needs to change, Danielle, to protect people? We need to, as a village and people out in other villages and places and cities and stuff, we need to do something about it. Because before a young life goes again, I'm a mum myself, and I can't imagine what Connor's family are going mm. through. So all sympathies go to their family. I don't, something needs to be done. It needs to be blocked off before another young life happens. How many is that in one week? Five. Mm. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Something don't... needs to happen. We need to get that blocked off. Um, if we can get involved with councils or... Um, even the police, if they can help us, like, what to do to get that blocked off. Because nobody should be going there anyway, because it's a private land. Danielle, stay there, because listen to, to you is Peter Clark, chairman of Clophill Parish Council. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Peter, a, a, a terrible tragedy. A young man's lost his life. Uh, you've heard Danielle there. Is there anything that can be done? Well, <clears throat> I think there's one or two things that we can done. But I think to start off with, to, to actually... Uh, build on what's already been said is that the whole community of Clophill, you know, w- wants to actually send the deepest sympathies to uh, Connor's um, yeah, next of kin. It's a terrible, terrible tragedy, and I, I think I agree. I think there's not a person in the village that hasn't been touched by this because we're such a small community. Yeah. But in, regarding the lakes, I mean, the lakes is a huge area. It's 320 acres in total of private land Yvo- uh, owned by Ivonic, which is a, a German national company that bought the uh, rights and the land from um, one of the uh, other companies that had taken full reserve out, out of. And, of course, these lakes are, are very deep. In fact, I understand in the middle of some, they're 70 feet deep. So, yes, is, uh, we're working with the police and we're working with Central Bedfordshire Council to do something about it. But it's how you keep these areas secure. What we'd like to do is try and bring them into public ownership. And one of the things that we'll be talking through, and we have been for a number of years, but going back to the owners, going back to Central Bedfordshire and going back to the uh, police to say... Is there any way we can uh, now move on to bring this back into some sort of public ownership where we can control it? Because you'll understand that such a huge amount of water and such a huge amount of land, no matter what we do with fencing or signing, is there's always going to be the opportunity for youngsters to get there and and, and to go swimming. So you're saying, Peter, there's nothing that can be done while this German company owns it? Well, no, they've done... In, 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 in all fairness to them, they've put notices up, they've put barbed wire up, but what it needs to do is have public access. This is my opinion, so that people can see what's going on. What we've got is, as, as, as the village has already said, is it is virtually unseeable from the village. It is cut off. 
There's one public footpath that goes across the land towards Gravenhurst and the A507 from the High Street, but the rest of it is not open for public use. So anything can be going on there, and it's a private, uh, it's private land until something else happens, and I'm talking about the change in ownership, that will remain so. When do you think it will get back into your hands? Well, we've been trying for a number of years now. We've had oh. uh, talks with Ivonic. Uh, we've had talks with Central Bedfordshire Council. But, of course, this is, is, is classed as an asset by uh, Ivonic, and Ivonic are moving to try and sell it on. But they're trying to sell it on commercially um, to, to a number of, of, of different people, I understand. One of our villagers went forward with a plan to, to buy the land and, and to actually build a small uh, amount of housing to bring it into public ownership. And we as a parish council said that if that went forward, we'd go to the village in a referendum to see whether we could assist with uh, building permission under the new acts that have been uh, pushed through Parliament recently. So there's talks of ownership, talks of trying to get the land. It doesn't. I, I'm not hearing much that's being done, Peter, to stop kids drowning. Yeah. Well, the thing is about it is the notice is there. The police have been called on so many occasions, and even last week before this tragic accident, I'm aware that the police were called and we were in consultations with police about what we could do to, to actually prevent this. So what can you do to actually prevent it? Well, what we can do is we can educate. Uh, there's a number of things that are taking place now, and, it's, and schools are out, unfortunately, but before that we've done education through the schools, we've actually gone to speak to uh, the teachers of the schools, there's some of the clubs that are working during the summer months on the, the playing fields and in and around the village that we'll be speaking to to actually get the message about how dangerous this is. Because deep water, well, as we all know, and as this tragic accident tells us, you can't prevent, uh, sorry, we can try and prevent uh, uh, children going there, but there's always going to be the odd chance that people are going to sneak down there, and certainly the hot weather we've had to take swims. I would. The thing is, I remember having these kind of educational, uh, educational, the, the, these public uh, health and safety things at school, and the, the kind of kids that listen to those messages are the kind of kids that won't do this anyway, aren't they? There will always be an element that will ignore those messages and, and go and uh, it, take part. Is there no way you can block this area off totally? I mean, our reporter was able to get to the lake just by going down a footpath. Can, it, can you not block that off? Well, it, there's the footpath, but there's several footpaths, but it's, it's the unauthorised ways as well. You can imagine, 320 acres... The circumference of the lakes is probably somewhere in the region of two miles. Now, that goes along farmland, that mm. goes down to the Beedlow Road, which if people know Clothill uh, goes down to A507, which was the site entrance, which is still there. Although it's barbed wired off, although it's gated, it's just climbing through. And, mm. and we know as children, as teenagers, I've been there and I've done it. If you want to get through, there's no barbed wire and no fence that's going to stop you. It is a question of regular patrols. The police have been marvellous with what they've done before, and, and we'll be working with them to actually ask for extra patrols to say, look, it's, uh, we know it's private land. We will be in, in consultation with the owners, and I'm sure they will. But during the meantime, we need to do something during the school holidays to actually say to the, the, the people that are using this, you shouldn't be here. There are dangerous. We don't want another tragic accident taking place. And that's the problem, Danielle, isn't it, that Peter's alluded to? It's a massive area, and, and kids, will, kids will always get in, won't they, if they want to? The way the government spend money anyway, why can't they spend some of that money to do something about it? But what would you, what would you suggest they do? Fence it, try and do something. The, the amount of money that um, the government spends on other things, yeah. like, another thing like that, and a young child has died in a lake. 
but 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 Peter Peter has raised a good point that it, he, a, yeah, that's he, a good point. Even if you fence it all off, uh, kid, kids would still get through, wouldn't they? There must be something. Must be something we can do. I know what I know what obviously the parish council are saying, which is obviously he's got a, point, a very good point across. Yeah. And obviously they've been trying for years, but um, what if like we're waiting another th- three years and another mm. young life dies? I don't know. We need to do something. Well, this is it, and it's a tough one, is it, Danielle? And of course, we, Danielle, we do need to do something, but it's, it's then the next stage of deciding what, what that would be. It's tough. Yeah. So, I don't know. I really don't know, but I hope we can do something about it. I, I, I hope so too. Danielle, I appreciate your time, and it's obviously been very, very upsetting for everybody in that community, and um, also Peter Clark, Chairman of Clockpill Parish Council. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because we, we can all say, and this is no, in no way intended as, as a disrespectful comment, we can all say something needs to be done and we all can all look to our leaders and our representatives and say something needs to be done. But it's harder then to, to say the next sentence, which is what that thing is. Something needs to be done. Yeah, what? That's, that's the thing. And if it's a massive area, fencing it all off, yeah, you could do that, cost a fortune. OK, well, you know, it, 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 of course it, it's worth doing if it saves a life. But young people always get through fences. They'll always get through fences. We've all done it. We've all found a hole in the fence. We've all pulled away a fence and crawled under it. We've all done it, haven't we? 08459 four double five five double five. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's particularly busy on the M40. Queues in places anywhere really between Junction 5, Stoke and Church and the M25 because of problems earlier near to 4 High Wycombe as well as the very wet weather as you head down to the M25 we can see on the cameras. In fact, the uh, weather conditions means if you're heading out of London on the A40, two lanes of blocks because of flooding near to the Polish War Memorial and it, then it's very busy out of London on towards the M25 on the M40. Uh, the M25 anti-clockwise is slow 20 to 16, King's Lang down to the M40, clockwise slow at 16 also. Uh, the M1, Q southbound 13 to 12, that's Bedford down to Flitting. A1 southbound of Black Cat, usual congestion into the roadworks. Congestion also passing Stevenage 7 to 6, we can see on, sorry, 8 to 7 rather, I can see on the speed sensors. A reminder, the A509 at Chichley closed each way from the A422 to the Newport Road for accident investigation works. And just being told there are signalling problems up at Stafford. So the West Coast main line affected delays of 40 minutes for Virgin and London Mid and trains this morning because of those signalling problems. Possible delays also f- on First Capital Connect between Hitchin and Stevenage after a, a bridge was hit earlier this morning. James Worley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thanks very much. 8.17, it's Monday the 28th of July. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in the Bedfordshire village are demanding something be done to stop children swimming where a teenage boy drowned last week. People evacuated from their homes near the Hemel sinkhole are expected to finally return five months later. And in sports, celebrations for the Milton Keynes Red Bull team after a man done won a fast car race. BBC Three Counties Radio. I like the mushy peas. 
Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks. I'm at Bletchley Park today for a very, very important special occasion. For me, being out of the studio is about putting faces to names and bringing to life all that's brilliant about beds, hearts and bucks. If you know the high street here and you've never seen what goes on behind, you really should because it's like a whole new world. Nick Coffer. I think for my listeners, they get a chance to hear about places they may never have visited. In fact, they may never have heard of. And also, they hear the stories from the people that bring those places to life. That is one of the mysteries of Abbott's Langley Fire Brigade. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks, on BBC Three Counties Radio. You've just said a very strange... Two two very strange (laughs) sentences to me. (laughs) The first one is, he sat there texting while he's talking to me. Jonathan Vernon-Smith, by the way, good morning. Morning, morning. And I, uh, jokingly, half-jokingly, well, actually I wasn't joking, said, oh, am I disturbing you texting? He said, well, yes, I'm, I'm just arranging a lad's curry night. Yes. Yes, I, well, I don't want to be left out. Do you see. know lads? I, well, if we can call them lads, it's not a typical lads night out. No. 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 <laughs> I'm sure it's not. Uh, and then you've got, you're, you've got a big star on the show. Yes, got. To, I'm going to be talking to Keith Harris yep. at ten o'clock this morning yep. about uh, about dyslexia. Mm. But of course, when you know you're talking to Keith Harris, I can't stop doing all the duck impressions. We were, um, were we text him this morning to say, "Are you around?" Yeah. And I just had this. I had this image of Keith Harris and Orville in bed together. Oh dear. And Keith turned over and he says. I've had a text in Orville. What shall I? What does it say? Oh, it says. It says. It, can you come on the GVS show? I'm out of puff now. I've been doing the whole routine upstairs. See, I preferred Cuddles the monkey. Did you? Oh, I hate that dog. <laughs> oh, I hate that dog. I'm out of puff now. I hate that rubbing dog. <laughs> You don't need Keith Harris, mate. We'll do it. Uh, we'll do it. Anyway, so I won't be talking to Keith Harris about Orville, but about dyslexia. OK. He's gone bankrupt, hasn't he? Has he gone, I don't know if he's gone bankrupt. He's lost a lot of money as a result, he claims, yes, of dyslexia. He, he says he's lost £70,000 over the years because he's not been able to read contracts properly. So, um, yeah, but all because of his dyslexia. Gosh, and gulp. That'll be interesting. He's on at ten. What have you got at nine? Coming up at nine, do you get a good or bad service from your GP surgery? It's oh. in the story today. Mm. GP surgeries are now so busy, they're forced to turn away millions of patients every year. That's according to the Royal College of GPs, who argue surgeries are badly overstretched and underfunded. They've published figures today that show that of the millions of calls made every year to book an appointment, around 51 million will result in the patient being told their doctor's not available. 51 million. Gosh. But does this reflect the reality here in Beds, Hearts and Bucks? From nine this morning, I want us to get a snapshot and I want you to tell me about your experience. Do you get a good or bad service from your GP surgery? 08459 455 555. We'll discuss that from nine this morning. Can we do a fist pump? I, I don't really... Well, you've left me hanging. He's left me hanging, guys. I'm no, hanging. There, a little while ago... Um, a young colleague yes. at a different radio station, she tried to high-five me at the end ah, of the show. Yeah. And I said, I, d- I don't high-five. I Let me describe the awkward scene in the studio. I have got my fist up, ready to pump uh, JVS, and your hands are not in any way... They're not making any move towards do you, mine. What, what do I do? do I, and? No, you don't, you don't make it... It's not like a ball and socket. What? You make a fist, <laughs> make a fist shape. Yes. And then we pump each other. There we go, bro. Oh. It's, there's a thing in the paper, it's more... Hy- hygiene, yes. Hi- it's hygiene. Yes. It's, it's more hygienic to fist pump than it is to shake hands. Not with this fist, unfortunately, but anyway. Sorry. Uh, but you, you don't do that at all? 
Um, I might do that fist thing you just showed me. Now I know how to do it. As for the high-fiving, no. No, you wouldn't go there. No, I think it's silly. In fact, I think anybody over the age of 20 who high-fives is pathetic. There was a great picture of, um, uh, uh, what's his name, David Cameron, and the new leader of the European Union. I can't can't remember his name, but Cameron hates him. Yes. uh, High-fiving each other in the most awkward middle-aged, grown men, way. Grown men should not high-five. No. It's silly. Leave that to the Americans and children. Thank you very much. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a story in one of the papers, and uh, I, I will find it for you shortly, that's saying that the fist pump... Here it is. Dead Express. It's cleaner to bump fists. Bumping fists rather than shaking hands could reduce the spread of disease. Um, if the general pu- this is a doctor says if it, if the general public could be encouraged to fist bump, there is a genuine potential to reduce the spread of infectious diseases. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We'll send Delia on there. I interviewed um, Ringo Starr. Oh yeah, drummer with the. Um, the Ringo Starr All-Star Band. Yeah. And uh, when I met him, I went for the handshake. Oh. I don't do handshakes. Oh? He gave me his elbow. What? We had to elbow each other. Really? Yeah, I don't do, I don't do handshakes. I like to do the elbow. And we elbowed each other. Wow. Uh, I know. But the, uh, and I've... Th- throw you a little bit? Ah, uh, it was Ringo. He could do whatever he wants, That's including true. refuse to sign my White Album. I don't, I, I don't, I don't do autographs anymore. Why are you speaking like that? You're doing Ringo's voice. But he's from Liverpool. Uh, no, I'm from Liverpool. No, that's... He sounds a bit like this. No, Hello, I'm Thomas the Tank Engine, and I'm from Liverpool. And I don't sign autographs anymore. Peace and love, guys. Hey, pe- peace and love, guys. Peace and love, guys. I don't sign autographs anymore. When my friend found out that he was the voice of... Um, Thomas Tank Engine. She said, "Isn't it great that his voice will live on forever because of Thomas Tank Engine?" <laughs> yeah, until someone replaced him. It's another fella that yeah. does it now that sounds a bit like him. Although I think he's gone as well now. Good. Uh, Kelly's written something on my screen. It's fist bump, not fist pump. Yep. Is there a difference? Yep. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Richards and Stevenage. Morning, Richard. Good morning, Ian. Richard, you've called in about this, uh, the, the, the Clophill Quarry, uh, where sadly another lad has died. What, 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 we're looking for a suggestion on what you can do. Well, I, I was thinking cameras might be a suggestion. Um, I, I know someone that uh, works in, um, in, that, in that sort of industry, and I know just on their property, I mean, they've got like a, a sensor on the front of their house so that when someone walks on their drive, he gets an alert. I was wondering whether or not there could be a similar sort of system where if anyone was in that area, you know, the uh, authorities could be notified and then send someone up there rather than man the area uh, 24-7. Richard, do you know how big this area is? Um, you said, was it two miles in circumference? Yeah, he said, right? he, yeah, he did say something. It, it, it's quite big, isn't it? And I guess, that, I guess you could put cameras, but they're all, if it's an area that big, there will always be blind spots. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, someone's got to get there as well. So if, 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 you know, it triggers a little alarm, well, then someone's got to get there. And by the time they get there, the, the, the uh, perpetrators could be gone. It's a suggestion. But I don't know if I'm it's... Just thinking, I'm just thinking it might be a deterrent more than anything. Yeah. You know, if, if people stuck up there thinking, OK, well, there are cameras, I might get caught, and, you know, the, the police might come down. It might be enough to, um, you know, at least 
stop, even if it was 50, 60 percent of the people that were going to go up there, it, it would at least help the situation. Yeah, you might you might be onto something, uh, Richard. Thank you very much indeed. We're looking for a suggestion on how you make it safe at the quarry. It's all well and good, people saying, well, you know, listen, we need we need to do something. What do we need to do? Glenn's in Leighton Buzzer. Morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. What's your suggestion? Right, well, water is a valuable commodity, especially the weather we're having at the moment. So I would suggest that it gets pumped out and it get pump, gets pumped back into the system. And then you've got a great big hole, which you can use for landfill. Now, I know it'll be uncomfortable for the residents for for a while, but it will sort that big hole out. That's the yeah, only thing I, that I can I think of. I would have thought, again, thinking of the logistics of this, there must be a shed load of water in there. You're never going to get all that out. Yeah, but it can go into the into the rivers, can't it? it they would find it, it. Well, you can't put it in the rivers. Then you'll flood the rivers. Oh well, not at the moment. You can't. But there is still water in the rivers. I think, aren't there? Yeah, but they're still, they'll still be running low. But that's what I would do anyway, because, yes, you're right. I, I've been a, a, a kid and I've gone through fences. I've swam in lakes, which my parents told me not to. Um, but you'll never stop it unless you get rid of the problem. And, and, and filling it up with landfill, that's a good thing, because we've taken the rock out of it. Fill it back up, mm. make it into a golf course or something a bit later on. Glenn, listen, thank you. You've, you. You have me at the edge of my uh, water distribution knowledge. I would imagine that there is a lot of water in there. Yeah. And it, I, I don't know the practicalities. How, how do you, where, where is the, how far away is the nearest? You can't pump it all into a river. That would cause mayhem. Um, so where would you put it? In a reservoir? Okay, fine. Well, where's the nearest reservoir? Miles away. It's probably about 10, 15 miles away. Okay, so how are you going to do it? You're going to put every single... I'm not going to let you suggest that, Kelly, because that's insane. No, it's not a great idea. Uh, But you can't... You're going to fill up trucks? How many trucks is that going to take to fill up? 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call uh, on that. And also the fist bump. Bump or pump? Fist pump. It, It... it's, a, it's an odd one to do. I'm a white, middle-class, middle-aged, uh, not very hip man. The fact I'm using the word hip would imply I'm not very hip. If I were to fist pump you, Paul, mm. we'd get some strange looks, wouldn't we, in the office? I'd probably put a complaint in. Yeah, exactly. Kels, can I fist pump you? Yep. Go on, then. Can't do it through glass. That's the thing, you see. It doesn't work. Uh, let's send Dealey out. OK. And, and let's find out what, what uh, the word on the street is. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, delays on the M40 and now the A40 towards and into London. Let's start on the M40. It's slow in patches from before Junction 5, Stoke and Church, all the way down to the M25. It's because of a brief hold of traffic earlier, as well as the weather conditions. Some very heavy rain earlier this morning means the A40 into London is closed. It's under what I can see about two or three feet or a couple of feet of water at Master Brewer. So the A40 closed into London at Master Brewer. There is a diversion via the roundabout, but the congestion starts at the M25 
out of London is down to just one lane because of that flooding. Long queues building up, as I say. A1 southbound slow at Black Cat. Usual congestion southbound A1M Stevenage, uh, 8 to 7, passing Stevenage, of course. And the M25 anti-clockwise is very heavy from 20 all the way down to 16 for the M40. By the way, the queues on the M1 still 13 to 12, and trains uh, via Stafford, including the West Coast Main Line, affected with delays of 40 minutes uh, because of signalling problems. First Capital Connect, they're just telling us delays Stevenage to Royston because of signalling problems at Bulldog. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30. I'm Jane Killick. There are calls for a disused quarry in Clophill in Bedfordshire to be blocked off before another teenager drowns there. 16-year-old Connor McColl from Luton died after going swimming in the lake on Thursday. Five months after a sinkhole in Hemel Hempstead led to a whole estate being evacuated, some residents still haven't been allowed to return to their homes. The hole opened in Oatridge Gardens back in February. Energy companies are being invited to bid for licences to extract oil and gas from large areas of Britain using the controversial process known as fracking. The weather. Some heavy and thundery showers today, most likely this morning. Under sport, and there was victory for the Milton Keynes Red Bull team at the Hungarian Grand Prix, with Daniel Ricciardo finishing ahead of Fernando Alonso. Hertfordshire's Lewis Hamilton was third after starting in the pit lane. There was some controversy when Hamilton refused orders to let his Mercedes teammate, Nico Rosberg, pass by during the race. I don't know really whether I was right or wrong. Um, Of course, as far as I'm aware, in my mind, I was racing him. And of course, he had to do one more stop. But if I look back, I'm pretty sure if I had let him pass when they asked me to let pass, he would have finished ahead of me and got more points than me. Hertfordshire cyclist Laura Trott added Commonwealth gold to her Olympic titles with victory in the women's points race in Glasgow. The 22-year-old won despite suffering with a kidney infection. I am so, so over the moon, to be honest. And you know what? It's right up there with the Olympics for me today just because of the way I've had to come into this and the disappointment I've had over the last two days and to pull it off at the end. And I mean, my dad actually came to watch. He didn't even bother to come watch the IV. So, you know, maybe they should come to more races. <laughs> In football, Milton Keynes Dons beat Nottingham Forest 1-0 at Stadium MK yesterday in a testimonial match for skipper Dean Lewington. Ben Reeves scored the only goal in the first half. MK Dons boss, Carl Robinson. I thought we looked really, very really good for the first 55 minutes. I thought yeah. we were very, very good. I thought we dominated the game. Second half, thought our back four dropped a little bit too deep. Reeves dropped a little bit too deep. And we become easy to play against the second yeah. half. But, but like I said, I didn't expect anything other than that. And we just hope that we can now iron them out from between now and the beginning of the season. In cricket, England captain Alistair Cook scored 95 as England reached 247 for two on day one of the third test against India at Southampton. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's be Avenue. Uh, We're talking about what you do with a, a, a quarry. How do you get rid of all the water? What do you do to make it safe? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. We're also asking about astrology. We've yet to find anybody that believes in astrology, but yet people must do because there's a big business in it. David Tradinick, MP, Conservative MP, which I do think is relevant in this because they're normally seen as being uh, the Tories are seen as being more practical and more down to earth and more uh, grounded. So for for a Tory MP to come out with something as airy-fairy as this 
Seems odd. Particularly when he's a member of the Health Committee and the Science and Technology Committee. He's come out, he says he wants uh, astrology to be incorporated into the NHS. It will help people's well-being, their health, and it will save the NHS money. Really? This guy was voted for by people. People thought this guy was intelligent enough, was bold enough, was daring enough to represent their interests. Instead, he's talking a load of old guff. It's mumble-jumble, I refer you to the first hour. I'm actually... The more I think about this, Scoynes... Yes, Ian. Thank you. Is he coming on? I've just... I've got his number up on the screen, ready to call him straight away. OK. The more I think about this, the more annoyed I get. Hmm. He's a member of the health... Uh, the, the Science and Technology Committee. Science and Technology. Not dreams and fairies. But, as your guest at 7.30 from the Astrological association of uh, great britain yeah told you yeah uh, he's got ev that uh, has helped people his ev was that a, a king had been born on the same day as a pauper yeah and then years later the king's horse won a race and the pauper won a donkey derby there you go that's his ev that's strong ev i would say very weak ev would you yes weak ev it's more than coincidence oh though, it's right? a weak ev Small Kevin, isn't it? Scottish small Kevin. Oh, look, it comes weak, Kev. Kels, you're giggling away there. Oh, no. I do like your stuff. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Steady, come on. Steady, Ian. Uh, lots of pictures of the Hertfordshire cyclist Laura Trot on the front of the papers today. Yeah. And uh, just going to say that uh, local success in the Commonwealth She Games. won her race on just porridge and water. Yeah. I think a bicycle would have been more suited to it. <laughs> oh, where does he come up with this? Oh, that's such a good one. How does he do it? <laughs> Great times. Great times, Dave Luton. Yes, good morning, boss. Good morning to you, madam. How are you, my pretty? <laughs> oh, I've changed sexist now, have I? You've, t- you've, you've changed sexist? No, you said it. No, you said it. You, no, you're, you called... you're the no, sexy no, you one. You called me a madam. Oh, you cheeky little minx. Well, you were as well, but last week... Yes, boss? You asked for producer uh, Paul yep. to ring up the Kremlin and you wanted to talk personally to Mr Putin... Mr Putin? Regarding, yeah, regarding something... Where's my Ukraine. Putin? Yeah. yeah. OK? Yeah? Can you get um, producer Paul yes. to ring up number 10 Down Street and you took... Talk private, uh, personally to Mr. Cameron. Yeah. To why we're going to give seven hundred and ten million pounds. Okay. Yes. To Romania right. to fix their roads and railway now, system. Uh, just, just to remind, just to remind you, the last time you gave me a figure. Oh no no no! It was completely pop- plucked out of the air. You, last time you said we were giving two hundred and fifty billion no. pounds no, no. to um, yeah. to, to help yeah. other people in the world. It was eleven billion. OK, $13 billion actually. All in right, the OK, well, you were still, you were still, yeah. oh, let me do the maths, you were still £237 billion pounds out. Yeah, that's, uh, apologies on my behalf, that's what the EU gives to all the countries. OK, nice. Right, OK, that's cleared that up, thank God. Um, yeah, OK. Yeah. Now, so, so can you have a word of Mr Cameron to why we're going to give £710 million pound to Romania? What, what's your source about, uh, for this? 
What do you mean, what's my source? What's your source for this? Well, I'm asking you, what do you mean, well, it's information what? that I, rec- I read in the paper. What, uh, the, the Mail or the Express? The Sun. OK, so your, your resource is The Sun, and according to The Sun, just, just remind us of that story again. You, United Kingdom... Yeah, that's us. ...to give... To give £750 million to Romania to fix their crumbling roads and their pathetic railway system. <laughs> well, there's no need to be rude about their railway system. No, 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 that's what they're saying. In the paper. OK, yeah, right. Right. What about this country? All morning you've been talking about cuts to the National Health Service, to the police and everything else. Yeah. So why are we giving seven hundred and ten million pound of our money, uh, of taxpayers' money? What is they quoting? I'm, in I'm, the I'm, I'm trying to find the evidence for this, Dave. Uh, both myself and Paul Scoynes are, are googling away as furiously. Uh, and, yeah, and we can't find any evidence to back this up. Can't you? No, right. we can't, mate. Right. Right. Well, just one moment. Just one moment, please. Have you got the F there? Yes, yeah. Oh, I look forward, yes, I look forward yeah. to it. Yeah, right. All right, fine, we'll get the story then, mate. United Kingdom gives £710 million to Ro- uh, Romanian transport. Keep reading. This is Friday in the sun. Right. Could someone pop upstairs for me and get Friday's sun? Thank you, Paul Scoynes. Paul Scoynes is dashing upstairs to get Friday's sun. Carry on reading. Yeah, um, some 710 million of United Kingdom's taxpayers' cash is to be sent improving roads and railway systems in Romania. Carry on. Right, you kicked Jill Seymour. Oh, oh, oh! Okay, hang on a second. You've just introduced four very interesting letters into this conversation. UKIP. Okay, so this, I'm I'm guessing, Dave, has this story come from UKIP? Right, our Business for Britain chief, Matthew Elliott, yes. also said the EU is poor of, of, of spending our money. Sorry? That's, that's the Business for Britain chief. And uh, what's, busi- what's, what's Business for Britain? I don't know what that means. No, nor do I. Oh, OK, right. So you're happy to quote these people, but you don't know who or what they are or what they do. No, well, can you ring up Steve Hawkes of the Sun newspaper? No. No, well, I don't know. I'm just reading by what's in the paper. Business what for Britain. What do you do? Let's have, a little, let's have a little look. What I like to do when I read the papers, though, is I always question. Business for Britain leads the campaign for an EU referendum. OK, so I'm guessing the Business for Britain wants to be out of, of Europe, which is fine. I'm guessing... What page is it on, by the way, Dave? I've, I've got no idea. I've... I've... Because we've got, we've got Fridays... Well, if, you read, if you read the sun, it says here at the bottom, the sun says page eight. Sun says page... Oh, well, the, so the sun's comment is on page eight, but not the actual story. No, no. OK, we're flicking through the papers now. Right, you step... Right, thank you, Paul. Definitely Friday's papers, yeah? Yeah. Friday, July the 25th. Well... Uh, Friday, July the 25th. Oh, well, I, I, I Friday, July the 25th. I presume so. What's it? You presume... No, no, I've taken the cuttings off the pay of the date. 
Unfortunately, I've taken a page off the, the date of the page. You've muffed it up, mate, haven't you? Right. Well, so you're quoting um, uh, Business for Britain, uh, which is uh, an organisation which I don't know what it is. I would imagine it's it's a right wing. Let's get us out of Europe thing. Well, so, so they've come I up with a figure. You've quoted it from a, from a day that y- y- you've got the day wrong. Dave must try harder. Well, I'm trying. Justin. Oh, Dave. <clears throat> Do you know what? For Christmas, I'm going to get Dave a calculator and a calendar. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't listen. Those figures have come from UKIP. Yes. Do you know what, guys? Mm. Uh, does anyone consider that maybe the UK Independence Party have got an agenda? Really? And that maybe those figures aren't, hmm, uh, mm, <coughs> accurate? Dave fell for it again. Dave, you've got to question everything. Come on, Dave Luton. Come on. Come on. Uh, give him a fist bump. Yes. Are you still there, Dave? <laughs> No, he's gone. Good. Okay. <laughs> right. So, listen. Fist bumping. Yeah. Apparently, it's healthier for us than mm. shaking of the hand. Yeah. Apparently so. Uh, that is actually in today's newspaper. Yeah, it's in the Independent. In the um, it's saying that uh, by fist bumping, you could uh, reduce the spread of infections. So, Ian, I've been out onto the streets this morning, and yep. uh, surprisingly, um, this has stirred quite a bit of anger. Oh. I've been asking people fist bump, which originates from America in the 1940s, which is very cool, or the traditional handshake, here's what people had to say. Good morning, sir. Sun shines out. You're here with your children today. Uh, Do you uh, ever fist bump? Yes, I do, with my uh, teenage children. Apparently, it can save the uh, the spread of bacteria. I had no idea about that, but now that I know, I'll do it more often. So when you go into work today, you'll be fist bumping? I'm not sure the sort of people I work with would appreciate that, but certainly I'll try and send an email around to see whether or not other people agree that's the best way forward, now that you tell me there's a health benefit as well. Mel, do you ever go around bumping fists? What? Bumping fists. No, no, no. Instead of handshaking? No. I shake hands, but I don't do any other. If I was to say to you, you could reduce the spread of bacteria if you bump fists, would you maybe do that a bit later on, instead think, of shaking somebody's hand? the government should sort this out. Do you know what I mean? The government should sort out all the bacteria that's on the streets. Open hand, yeah, no, no threat. The should government, always be an open hand. Yeah, it should always be an open hand. It's an open hand, it's no threat to you, mate. So you think by bumping fists, that's quite a threat? It's quite, yeah. it's quite a threatening it's look. Quite a, a, yeah, something, yeah, it's not British, is it? When you're holding your fist up right now, no. that, that does look quite threatening, it's doesn't it? It's not British, is it? No. What, what do you think about this news you're hearing this morning, sir? I think it's all PC going far too far, personally. I think everyone greet each other how they want, as long as they're polite. I just think uh, we're living in a nanny state. Nanny state? Yeah. We I shouldn't don't. be bumping fists? No, nah, I just think being told what to do all the time is too PC. And that, I think as long as everyone's happy with each other and polite, good luck to them. Do you bump fists, sir? Sometimes. Depends on greeting. What if you met the Queen? <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> morning, madam. Ian Lee wants to know this morning, um, traditional handshake or fist bump? Which camp are you in? Fist bump. I'm only joking. Traditional, yeah. Yeah? All the way. What do you think about those people who walk around this town fist bumping? I think they look like idiots, really. I mean, to be fair, those people could be saving themselves because uh, by fist bumping, according to experts, they are reducing the spread of bacteria. Are they? How's that then? Well, because when you shake somebody's hand, you're shaking right into the palm, aren't you? You could potentially be picking up bacteria. Yeah, I suppose so. So Those people, are they still idiots? 
Um, maybe not. I told you just when I met mm. Ringo, he wouldn't shake my hand. Why? He didn't want to catch the lurgy. He did the elbow. <laughs> Interesting stuff. But so you do see it more often now, don't you? Yeah. People going around fist bumping. Hey, These people man, are bro. trying to be cool. Hey, but in saying that, there is now a health benefit. That man, that first man, he was a judge, by the way. Oh. He now will be sending an email around to his colleagues saying, we should be fist bumping. Justin, I'll give you a fist pump when you come in if you want. Well, hey. Good lad. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Delays on the southbound M40 towards London. Uh, queues and slow traffic in patches between 5 and the M25. That's Stoke and Church all the way down towards the M25. Not helped by the weather conditions. Now the uh, heavy rain means the A40 into and out of London is closed uh, between the Swakeley's roundabout and Master Brewer. It's because of the deep flooding really at Master Brewer and that's the cause of the queues in and out of London on the A40. M25, anti-clockwise 20 to 16, Kings Langley to the M40 is queuing. A1 southbound at Black Cat, slow into the roadworks. Delays as usual, southbound passing Stevenish, that's 8 to 7. And the A509 at Chichley is closed off still between the A42 and the Newport Road for accident investigation work. Virgin and London Midland, 40 minute delays being reported via Stafford because of signalling problems. The First Capital Connect, 10 minute delays or so Stevenage to Royston and the Metropolitan Line suspended Ryslip to Rainers Lane with a signal failure. James Woolley, BBC Three counters ready. Thank you very much indeed. We're researching Dave's story. We'll get Dave back on the line, I think. 8.46, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There are fears more children could risk their lives swimming in a disused quarry in Bedfordshire where a teenager drowned last week. Some people still haven't moved back into their homes in Hemel Hempstead where a sinkhole opened up in February. And in the Commonwealth Games, Hertfordshire cyclist Laura Trott won gold for England on just porridge and water. I think she'd been better off on a bicycle. <laughs> Let's get the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. As you just heard, hearing in the travel news there, we have got some issues because of flash flooding. The A40, for example, is closed. We've got plenty of thunder and lightning, but this is kind of down towards parts of Buckinghamshire, really, and uh, West Hertfordshire. Elsewhere, it doesn't seem too bad. We've actually got some sunshine up in parts of Bedfordshire this morning, so uh, it is a bit of a mixed bag. But these heavy thunderstorms are likely to come and go pretty much anywhere. They could fall anywhere through the course of the day. The Met Office has issued a yellow weather warning for the heavy rain. These torrential downpours are causing some flash flooding, and uh, they're just warning us of that, and that's valid for the rest of today. Now, we could get a bit of a gusty wind as these storms move through as well, and perhaps even a bit of hail mixed in there too. So it's something to watch out for. They will eventually start to die out. It's still going to be warm, though. Maximum temperature could get up to around 24, 25 Celsius. This evening, we should get some sunny spells before it sets. The wind is going to fall light overnight, and this rain should disappear. And uh, we may see one or two mist and fog patches appear by dawn tomorrow morning. Minimum temperature 13 Celsius. An improving picture, though, all night as that rain moves out of the way. Tomorrow is looking sunny for the morning, at least. Maybe a bit more cloud tomorrow afternoon. But it will feel warm with a maximum of 25 Celsius. And that's your forecast.
Glasgow 2014. So a first Commonwealth gold medal. This is going to be gold. Another gold. The home nation's pretty much in a line as they come in towards the home straight. Get all the action on the track tonight from the men and women's 100 metre finals, including the para sport finals from seven. This is our time to be able to share it with our teammates and look at them going mad down there. The Commonwealth Games, online, on TV and on BBC Radio. Just take Uranus out of the pitch. Now, earlier on, we were speaking to Dave in Luton. Uh, we've got Dave back on the line. Morning, Dave. Oh, good morning, Bob. I feel... I would like to apologise. I feel I didn't give you, you and your story, the respect it deserved. OK. I was a little bit flippant. Just remind us of the story that you had. Yeah, so I've gone up Paul just now and told him it's the Sun Saturday, yep. page four. Yep, OK. Um, um, just, right. just give us the story again. You give £710 million to Romanian transport. So, hang on. Oh, it's Chase. So it's, sorry, it's UKIP are giving that money. No, no. no. U- UK. Oh, the United UK. United Kingdom. The UK the is, giving, government. is giving the how government. much money? £710 million. <sighs> to Romania? To Romania. To, to, but, to beef up their, their country's road and rail network? Yeah. Flipping heck. When you put yeah. it like that, £710 million, Dave, that, I mean... Yeah. That is outrageous amount of money, isn't it? I know, mate. Yeah. When you when you hear, Dave, <clears throat> when you hear that your government is giving seven hundred and ten million pounds to Romania just to make their roads and their rail better, how does that make you feel? Sick, mad. It's twisted this country in giving our money, taxpayers, away. Mm. And we've got a crumbling road system. We've got a crumbling railway system. Not just them, more. Right, the Marion's in St Albans. Morning, Marion. Oh, hi, yeah. You, you've, got, you've read this story as well, have you? Yeah, I've got it in front of me because I didn't get to read this paper until earlier. Re- read it out to us, please. Well, a headline is, and there's a picture of Seymour um, um, from the U- UK. It says, UK gives £710 million to Romania transport. Some £710 million of UK taxpayers' cash is to be spent improving roads and railways in Romania. It emerged yesterday. It will get £5.7 billion from the UE to spend on transport until 2020. This is... I mean, these figures... What page is it in, in Saturday's Sun, Marion? Page four. OK. Yeah. I've got the sun in front of me. Let's have a little look. <clears throat> I mean, oh, yeah, you... woman is moaning about it, basically. She's not supporting it, that's for sure. OK. But it does... It does... Well, do you know what? It does say £710 million in the in the sum. Yep. But if you go to the sun online... Mm-hmm. It says 710,000. All right. OK. On page um, 8 of The Sun, it says, at the bottom of the um, page 4, The Sun says, page 8, yeah. it says, how could Britain spend 710 million? Maybe yeah. we could ensure commuter yeah. trains aren't counted at a drop of a hat. Because it, it says on The Sun website, 710,000 pounds. It's a hell of a lot different. It's, it's a significant difference, isn't it? It'll yeah. be interesting to find out... Which one is right and which one is wrong? Oh, right, OK. Let me read this. Seven, seven hundred, it does say 710 million. Well, she's right now. Rail network is creaking. All right. Well, let's take a... Uh, we'll have a little look. It said the UE spent $105 billion last year. Yeah. 100, no, 13 I can't believe... That £710 million is being given to Romania to fix their roads. I can't... I don't believe that. I shouldn't think anybody does. <laughs> and if it's true, there's going to be an outrage. Well, yeah, if it, I don't think it's true, though. 
the well, UK, Ian, can I just... The, the UK contributes money towards the uh, European Union. It yeah. is around, from memory, around about 11 billion a year. Um, obviously, yeah. we receive money back from Europe, so that's not the, the sort of net sort of uh, uh, amount, if you like. But um, I would find that difficult to believe that it was as high as... Well, what would that be? That would be nearly... Not quite 10%, but it's not far shy. It's about... 7% or so? It seems an awful lot to go to one particular place. It seems a lot just for foreign roads, doesn't it? Certainly does. Dave? Yes, Red Boss. What? Yeah, well, I'm telling you, why can't you get producer Paul to ring up Downing right, Street? Right, right, we're on it. Just... Yeah, OK, fair enough then. Yeah. I'm waiting, I'm listening on the radio with Eager. Lee. With what? Uh, I'm listening on the radio... I'm listening to the radio with Eager to see what you're going to say to Mr Cameron. Who's Eager? Is he your, your uh, lab assistant? Yeah. yeah. OK, yeah. well, that's great. Thank you. Well, well, we'll try and get him on before the end of the show, Paul, if that's all right. What, Cameron? <clears throat> yeah. You know what his number is, don't you? It's 01 okay. for London. Yeah. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Sorry. Give me that again. 01 for London. 01 for London, yeah. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. All right, let me just try it. He should be up. He's the Prime Minister, isn't it? Oh, give me a sec. Oh, number not in use. Oh, I must have changed it. Uh, oh, it's, um, it's 0207 now, isn't it? Oh, yeah, OK, so what? 0207. 0207, yeah. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. <clears throat> How many 10s? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, Ah, well, there we go. That's a little bit of uh, little bit of fun there, wasn't it? A little bit of fun. Uh, <clears throat> yes, let's go. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> I got a big frog in my throat. I can't seem to remove it, unfortunately, which is uh, which is a shame. We didn't find anybody who believed in astrology, did we? No. In fact, all of the feedback that we had was um, it's been neg. It was been neg. Very neg, neg feed. Neg feed. A lot of that. Which, oh, oh, by the way, I did try, uh, try, I did try David Trudenick again. Yeah, he's having and, none of it. Uh, having none of it. Well, it's not that he's not having any of it, it's just not answering his phone. I thought, do I leave another message? I'm not sure if you can leave two messages in one morning. Uh, someone, Sometimes you can. We were speaking earlier on to um, the uh, councillor. Uh, uh, Dan Chichester Miles, mm. who we spoke to him about. Um, uh, trouble in a skate park. He went. Oh, okay. I'll go and have a look. Second councillor in a week to do that. Well, Andy Lewis has uh, messaged, tweeted myself and Mister uh, the, the councillor. All talk and no substance. Hashtag pair of bell. What? 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 Mini baby. Hashtag pair of mini baby bells. Hang on a second. We need to bring an end to this. That's not right. That's all talk and no substance. Isn't he just? Let's call let's call a spade a spade here, guys. What else would you call it? Lynn's in Hazelmere. Morning, Lynn. Morning, Ian. Lynn, what have you got for us? Well, I was just thinking about those that well, the poor people in Clop Hill. You know the tragedy. Yes, with the quarry. Yes. Um, and you were saying, what could people do? Mm. Well, maybe a group could get together and write to the German company and kind of prick their conscience. Oh yeah. Uh, to see if it, because it's their, they own it, don't they? So. They should do something about it. But what could could they do? Well, there's several things. They could sell it to wildlife. You know, like the the reservoir over at Tring? Oh, yeah. 
that's a flooded landfill. Oh, yeah. And very, very deep, but nobody's ever, you know, not that I know of, gone in there and drowned. And it's managed, and also it's great for wildlife. And it encourages families to go, as, you know, to there and have days out, which is wonderful. Fresh air, etc. It's it's an idea, fresh air, etc. Always good, Lynn. I'm only cutting you short just because we're coming towards the end of the show, and I want to speak to Sheila before we go. Thank you for that, Lynn. Morning, Sheila. Good morning. How is St Albans this morning? It's sunny. Oh, beautiful. Uh, would you class phases of the moon as astrology? I don't know what you mean by phases. What, like full moon, half moon? Yes. yes, finger, yes. Fingernail. Yes. Cuticle. Yes. No. Oh, okay then. Why? Because. Old-fashioned gardeners, I guess nowadays with all the modern equipment and heating, um, you would plant by the phases of the moon. You oh. would plant when the moon was either full or but that's, not waning. that's because, just superstition, isn't it? No, oh. no, no, because I think oh. it does make a difference with the soil. If you talk to older gardeners... Yeah, and, where's, and your evidence to back this up that's empirical and, and not anecdotal? Ah... Um, how can I say? A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff is passed down by word of mouth, isn't it? Yeah, fables and myths. N- not always fables. Legends? Always fables, no, not legends. It's... Stories? Living. Life. Rumours? Great no. album. No. If if you experience something yeah. and it works, you pass it on and you tell other people, But that's, that is anecdotal, isn't it? Um, By its very definition... It's true. Sheila, we'll end it on that note. Thank you very much indeed. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's very slow on the M40 heading towards the M25 this morning because of the weather conditions as well as a, a, a brief hold of traffic much earlier. Worst stretch, I would say, now 2 to 1. That's, of course, Beaconsfield down to the M25. And be aware that the A40 is closed in and out of London at the moment between Swakeley's and Master Brewer because of flooding, and that's causing long queues on the approaches. And uh, the M25, well, anti-clockwise, 21 to 16 is slow down towards the M40. If you're on the M1, that's starting to ease now southbound towards Luton A1M slow passing Stevenage 8 to 7 and if you're heading through uh, Chichley the A509 closed each way A422 to the Newport Road for accident investigation work Virgin trains through Stafford back to normal the Metropolitan line into London suspended rice slip to Rainers Lane with a signal failure James Wally BBC Three Counters Radio Thank you very much Right that's it that's your lot Thank you very much to uh, new producer Paul Scoynes. Excellent stuff. Kelly, wonderful. Justin Dealey, Radio Gold as always. JBS is up next. We'll be back tomorrow at six. Until then, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday. It's nine o'clock and I...